Syllabus? Syllabus? Check, check, check. Checking the mic. think we're ready to go yep i think so here we go
Hey, thanks for joining us tonight. It's a uh, kind of an impromptu xjtalk.com talk show on New Year's Eve. The family has all gone to a party. I'm at home alone, so I figured I would do something fun. Actually, I was trying to do something um, on um, a Photoshop type of... Uh, is the I'm sorry, Dalton, is the volume not high enough? Oh, he's talking to... <laughs> He's talking to Wayne. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I was trying to do some stuff in Photoshop for the uh, for the site, and I was uh, getting really frustrated. So I said, "The hell with it! I'll just put on a show." So I've got the uh, I've got the the voicemail line forwarded to the home phone, so you can just call the the number that's scrolling at the top of the screen if you'd like to call in and be on the air. And the term "on the air" is being used very loosely. This is Big Jim three fifty, and I. xjtalk.com xjtalk.com it's where you go when you're not off road okay i've been i've been dying to play this one i just wanted to say xjtalk is the best fucking site in the fucking world and if you think you know of a better fucking site fuck you by the way this is big jim 350 bye now they aren't aware of this but you know they're going to be uh, <laughs> this show's going to be brought to you by <laughs> detours and iron man 4x4 again this segment brought to you by DetoursUSA.com. Ten years of innovating, not imitating XJ products. Check out www.DetoursUSA.com. And Detours wants to remind everyone to practice safe sex. No pig borking till you wrap that rascal. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, well, what we got in here? We've got uh, three viewers. We've got uh, Big Jim, Wayne, and Dalton. That's enough. That's enough to have a show. I sent out a message. Um, I wasn't fe- feeding anything. <laughs> Jim is Jim is starting to apologize for the for the voicemail he left. <laughs> Jim, it's hilarious. I just wanted to say XJ Talk is the best fucking site in the fucking world. And if you think you know of a better fucking site. Thank you. By the way, this is Big Jim 350. Bye. <laughs> That's great. That's exactly what I was looking for, Jim. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I don't know if uh, any of the three of you want to call in. 
Wayne, if you uh, if you want to get Skype uh, uh, going, I've got the Skype hooked up. It will be my first test, so we may have to fiddle with it a bit. But you can uh, give me a call on uh, on Skype, and I can <clears throat> put it here on the show. You might want to have to. You may have to stop watching the show because of your bandwidth. It may not want to do both at the same time. <laughs> yeah, good voicemails, Jim. Let's see. I think. Uh, oh, that's the only one I have. Those are the only ones I have from Jim. Okay, great. I'll I'll uh, wait for the call. I just wanted to say XJ Talk is the best fucking site in the fucking world. And if you think you know of a better fucking site, fuck you. By the way, this is Big Jim three fifty. Bye. This is Big Jim three fifty, and I. In love, xjtalk.com. <laughs> that's great. Well, Dalton, you need to get Skype. It's free. I mean, you know, that's that's about the <laughs> that's about ninety percent of what I do. The only thing I spend money on is Jeep parts. Excuse me while I take a drink. And no, it's nothing that you guys are drinking because it's just iced tea. Where's my pip? There we go. I forgot about the pip. You know, I did remember to hit all the record buttons. I've got two record buttons that I've got to hit. And Wednesday, I forgot to hit the record button on Ustream. That's why we're missing the uh, the first few minutes of it. So what are you guys doing tonight? I mean, I, I don't like going to the, the family get-togethers. It's, it's a long ways away, you know, a good 20 miles. And um, it's really loud. And uh, I sit there. There's nothing to do. Uh, I have my smartphone now. I guess I could do stuff on the uh, on the internet, but for the most part, I just sit there and get really bored. My wife comes by and checks on me every so often and says, "You know, gosh, I need to get up, talk to people." I said, "You know, I'm I'm fine. <laughs> what am I going to talk to people about? Besides that, it's hard to hear them. I never was very good at the um, never was very good at the um, clubs either, especially since I don't drink." Okay, let's see. Um, hmm. I'm gonna put put a little thing here on the uh, in the chat room. Oh, I see you did, Dal- Dalton. The other chat room, the xjtalk.com chat room. Which, by the way, this show is brought to you by xjtalk.com. Let's see. How does it go? What does the promo say? xjtalk.com. xjtalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off road. We're certainly not off road, and here we are. Oh, too bad, Big Jim. Okay. Thanks for uh, checking in, Big Jim, and thanks a lot for the voicemails. Happy New Year to you. Okay, well, we should be getting a um, a Skype call from uh, New Zealand here if uh, if everything goes right and the uh, the wind is blowing in the right direction and so on and so forth. Let's see. Yeah, I should have a new one for me. Yes, I do, Dalton. I haven't uh, I haven't uh, gone through and modified it yet. I uh, I go through and, and equalize the sound and, and boost the um, uh, amplify it a bit if, if necessary. And I haven't messed with it yet. Let me see. I bet you I can I can just try playing it. It may sound like crap because I haven't processed it. But what the hell? Yep, it is. Here we go. I'll give it a shot. 
Hi, this is 404 Dalton. Hoping everybody had a safe and happy new year. Got a question. Once you install a lift, is there a break-in period for it, or can you just go full bore as soon as the lift is installed? Thank you. You know, it's funny. When I first listened to that, I heard winch. Do you you have a break-in period for a winch? And um, I don't know why. You know, I guess I was reading the transcript as I was listening to it. But a lift, uh, a break-in period for a lift, I've never heard of one. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I mean, I know you're supposed to go back and uh, check to make sure everything's tight after, um, what is it, 100 miles or something? And we only have two people to, to choose from, so two people and a guest, and the and the guest isn't going to be uh, isn't going to be typing much. Hey, it's a voice. There's some people that that can't talk. I forgot to get my straw. <clears throat> I needed a straw for that. That way, I could kind of sit it over here, and as I needed, I could sip out of it. I need a, a rather long straw for that mug. That's a, a nice big mug. I, I like to have lots of tea with me. But uh, I've gotten where I'm not as thirsty as I used to be. And the ice keeps melting. And that's kind of frustrating. I guess I need a little mini fridge just for some ice that I can grab and throw in the tea. You know, it amazes me. I can sit here and talk about tea and you guys are, are here listening to it. You know, I was going to send out some information on Facebook, but I'm not logged in. See if I could uh, suck in some of my uh, Facebook friends. Well, let me try cranking up uh, the other the other uh, the other um, browser, my fa- um, Firefox. There we go, my Firefox browser, and see if uh, it will run all these apps at one time. I like to try to minimize some of the things that I run because um, there's, uh, well, I guess the memory usage isn't too bad. Processor usage isn't too bad. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm just going to type in here real quick that um, doing a live show. I'm doing this on my, uh, my personal Facebook account. Uh, let's see. Hey, doing a live Ustream talk show. Come watch. And I'll throw in the website information. Okay. See if anybody, uh, see if we can suck anybody in on that. And uh, I think that is, I think it went out here on the XJ Talk uh, Facebook site. Just looking here real quick. Yeah, it's not really big though, so I'm going to do it again. Not sure if we've gotten, uh, if we've brought anybody in from the uh, Facebook site. Yet I was scheduling some. Um, I was scheduling uh, events on Facebook and informing the 400 or 500 or so f- uh, friends that I have, <clears throat> or XJ Talk has, on Facebook. But I'm not too sure any of them were showing up. And I don't know if, if I'm going to hear this thing ring for Skype or not. 
I'll get this, just kind of call it up and have it here so I can see it. Don't want to miss Wayne's call. Dalton, I can do, um, I don't know if you have the uh, unlimited, uh, or you don't have to pay extra for long distance, but I can do the Skype and the landline at the same time. So if you want to call in on the landline, or if you want to shoot me your number, I'll give you a call. And I'll get both you and Wayne on here at the same time. You know, you have to have good good neck muscles if you want to have a, you know really good good sized drinks on the, the on your uh, helmet like that. Uh, oh, okay. I'm going to. Give Dalton a call. Let's see. I'm going to mute this line. And dialing the number. Oh, I can't hardly get to the things. I guess I'll pick up the phone. Okay. Let's ring in here, Dalton. Two ringy-dingies. Is it ringing there? Hello? Dalton? Yeah. You don't sound country on the phone. <laughs> Thought maybe I'd been sucked into calling the wrong number. Can you hear me okay? I had I turned the volume down a little bit on the, my feed to the phone. Yeah, I can hear you pretty good. Good. What's up? Uh, not much. Okay, wait. Wayne's calling. Let's see. Wayne, can you hear me? Not hearing Wayne. And that's Skype. That's on. I'm not hearing Wayne. Let's see. Got the volume all the way up. Let me just check the options here. Audio settings. I see my sound is going out. I hear the, the little test there from Skype. Sound a little. Sounds a little low. We can adjust that if uh, if and if and when we start hearing Wayne. Yeah, he had a. Um they had another quake a little while ago. Oh, really? How bad was it? Uh, 4.4. 4. Uh-oh, I Can hear something. I hear him. So yeah, I just plugged it in, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got to plug the stuff in. Is he hear me right? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Are you hearing me? Yeah, good as God. I was hearing you for the last five seconds. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping you were How hearing you me. Good, good. So uh, on the phone, I have uh, Dalton 4x4, uh, XJ Talk member. And Dalton, where are you located? Virginia? Virginia. Yep. Uh, Dalton's located in Virginia, United States. Or as, as Wayne likes to say, the Viagra State. There you go. I, 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 would, take that a, I would take that as a compliment. <laughs> and, and Wayne is actually, um, and that's uh, CanTab27, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, Wayne. And, uh, yeah, man, that's right, Wayne is in New Zealand. 
Christchurch, New Zealand. Where the where the ground never stopped shaking. Yeah, we had a good one before, four point five. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what Dalton was saying that you had a bit of a shake earlier. How long ago was that? Uh, was it ten past two, and it's now twenty to four, I think. Just adjusting the levels on your audio, it's a little low. <clears throat> I think it's Skype. I don't think it's you. So, are y'all still getting damage from those things, uh, or is everything that's going to fall apart falling apart? Uh, there's damage on the Boxing Day once. Man, I don't know. That would. Uh, how, how's the wife handling all this? Uh, they're all good. I've just um, my teenage boys just walked in and give me give me grief. <laughs> About. Just just um. <laughs> I was just talking to. I'm talking to other people. Oh, okay. He just wants to know who I'm talking to. Would you like to say hello, Jordan? No, he doesn't want to say hello. He's shy. <laughs> I didn't think. I didn't think that New Zealanders were shy. No, he's a smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's at the right age for that too. He's good at it too. Aren't we all? <laughs> Don't know where he gets it from. So, uh, how's the? Uh, you you recently got a uh, twelve thousand pound uh, winch on the front of your Jeep. How are you liking it? Yeah, I've used it twice now. I pulled him the boy out of the mud the other day with it as well. And I can't remember what is he driving. He's got that wee Feroza. I wonder what sleeps on its side. Yeah, I was going to say it's got a dent on the side of it, doesn't it? <laughs> he's got lots of dents on the side. Well, I guess he's learning right. I, I have a hard time denting a vehicle. Makes me feel bad. Sorry, what was that? I'm sorry. Oh, what was that? You said sorry. I have a hard time denning a vehicle. <laughs> I don't like. I don't. It. I don't like doing it. I say your wife does though. Yeah, unfortunately, that's kind of my fault though. The 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 rear tires needed to be replaced. I wish she had checked with me no. before she left. I would have uh, taken her or at least talked her into taking the jeep. Uh, at least they're all right. That's the main thing, mate. Yeah, that's true. And I get to learn. Uh, I get to learn a little body work on the on the Mustang. Yeah, all, all your vehicles red. Uh, the red is our favorite color, and uh, <laughs> that's one of the reasons why we got the Jeep. The uh, she really liked that that color red, and I did too. And then later, when she had an opportunity to um, get a, another vehicle, well, actually, it wasn't get another vehicle. Uh, our her, my stepson, her son was driving the 95 Ford Aerostar van and somebody rear-ended him. So it was totaled and we went and got another vehicle. And that vehicle was a, a Mustang. It was a standard. What is a Mustang? 96. What is a Mustang? It's a 96. And um, we got the uh, the Mustang. It's a standard transmission and it was red. She just, she loved it. And I was a little, a little, I knew she knew how to d drive a standard, but I was a little surprised she was uh, interested in, in buying one and having that as her her vehicle that she drove all the time. It's cool. Yep. I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping she didn't uh, bend, bend one of the uh, the axles. I, I I could hear the tire kind of um, kind of making a noise um, while I was driving it back home. Might be a tire, mate, or a rim. The rim definitely took uh, took a good hit. Uh, it slid up against that uh, concrete wall. You can see that it's uh, it's eaten up pretty good. They might have a wee bone or something. Yeah. 
I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. Uh, hadn't felt like it actually. So it was stone up to the back of it. What's that, Dalton? It may have been a piece of the back of the rim when it slammed up against it. Yeah, it, it hit pretty hard. You can tell by the uh, by looking at the impact. Um, I think she did. I think she hit harder than what I did when I I did basically the same thing in my Jeep before I started uh, doing all the build up. I, uh, I crunched the same side of the same side of the vehicle. Um, they actually had to reskin the the back uh, rear quarter panel, the driver's side quarter panel. Maybe you should all get four cylinder uh, vehicles in, eh? I can get a four cylinder going fast. <laughs> <laughs> this takes longer. <laughs> Still going sideways. She was doing. Uh, she we got about four inches of rain on that day, and she was going really slow because uh, of the problem with it getting loose on the rear end, and um, she uh, she felt it kind of wiggle on her a little bit, but she had to hit the brakes, uh, tap on the brakes to keep from. Uh, getting too close to a car in front of her and that's when it broke broke away from her and it was it was just a hydroplane because the tires um were marginal i mean i just had just got it inspected not too long ago so the tires were okay they just weren't good for that much rain so um she had new front tires it was easy enough yep i just wish uh the the car i don't mind so much i just wish she hadn't have uh, she's been suffering for the past couple of days with uh stiff neck and back and uh I, I still don't understand why her face has been bothering her she she didn't hit anything inside the car she'll be checked out sorry oh no uh holidays and stuff were coming up and uh i've been in oh, i've been in a couple of things and you know she wasn't hurt there's was no bruising or anything i just i just figured she was she was more scared than anything else uh being asked to just be dented pride Ah, oh, we're getting a wireless caller coming in. Did the airbags come out? No, it didn't. Huh. But it did shut off the um it did shut off the um fuel pump. There's a switch in the back of the Mustang. And um uh, had I had I thought about that or actually tried uh uh tried that button, I probably would have uh just driven it from there got the uh, the record driver or the police officer to block the traffic there on i-10 so i could turn it around she was actually facing backwards uh, along the wall on i-10 it wouldn't start there and um but it was drivable i drove it home i wound up having to pay 140 bucks uh to have it towed to a gas station um, i'm still pissed off about that we have a a thing here in houston that the former mayor put in place um that's called uh uh, safe clear I think it's what it is a safe clear program so if you run out of gas blah 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 the whole idea was to was to get um, I'm getting another call I'm sorry sorry Stefan I'm, I'm I've got both lines tied up right now I'll, I'll get with you here in just a minute it's uh, Stefan B 74 I think that's the guy from um, from our website uh, that's the French guy yeah that's cool. from uh, Virginia I'm sorry? Uh, Terrell, member of the club, into the site, um, said that you hung up on him, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I didn't hung up. I didn't hang up on him. <coughs> he called on his uh, cell on the phone that you're on. Ah. So I could hang up on you and answer his. <laughs> oh, I'll get off, mate. You can talk to them. No, no. Uh, I'll, uh, I mean, if you're ready to get off, that's fine. I don't need to. I'm not trying to. 
to rush anybody off here. Uh, I mean, we were just. And I'll, I'll jump in on uh, Wednesday. Okay. Hey, thanks a lot so, for. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot for calling no in. Problems. The computers in the lounge have got a full lounge and they're trying to watch TV. Gotcha. Well, thanks a lot for, for checking out the Skype and also, too, the, the audio quality is great uh, coming through Skype and from all the way from New Zealand. Yeah, well, it works better than landline. And, and um, I just want to send a message out to Jim. Go right ahead. A, a shout out to Jim, as my my wife just said. Yeah, Jeep, Jim, Jim, how the beep you can, mate. I just thought I'd throw the beep in for the hell of it. <laughs> I'll talk to you all later. Thanks a lot, Wayne, and uh, you you continue having a uh, a good New Year. Hopefully, um, a shaky New Year. Uh, hopefully, that's going to stop, <laughs> or just get uh, or just get it over with. I'll talk to you all on Wednesday. All right, thanks, man. Okay, guys. All right, bye bye. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, Skype is now open. If you want to give me a call. We've got uh, Dalton on the landline, so I can't accept any more calls on the landline without uh, hanging up on uh, on Dalton. I should have said that earlier, but uh, I was surprised I had two people to talk to. Well, let's see. Did we? No, here we go. I wonder why the viewers doesn't uh, doesn't keep keep updating. I have to update the number of view. I mean, the viewers. It, it shows me four viewers, but it doesn't show me all the names. So anyway, Dalton, that was pretty cool. I thought the audio from uh, from from Wayne's computer sounded pretty good. Yeah, it did. Were you able to hear him okay? Yeah. Of course, some of those Kiwi words kind of threw me a little bit. It does me too. Uh, I'm I guess I'm the ugly American. I don't you know try to be polite and just figure it out as I'm talking. I, I'll stop and say, "What does that mean?" I do that when people use big words too. <laughs> I think a lot of times people do that uh, as an intimidation factor to to show you how smart they are or how much smarter they are than you. You ain't never got to worry about that from me then. And well, what I do is I just play into it. I just say, "Hey, what does that mean? And where, why do you keep using all those five dollar words? You talking? I'm I'm from Texas. Well, I guess Stefan, are you going to call back? From Utah, okay. Steph, seventy-four, great. Yeah, I asked those questions <laughs> on the site today. I figure it's good questions. Been bouncing around in my head for a couple of days. Let me play that again since we got a, a few more people on here. Let's see. That was the new one, so I need to come over here, and I'll have to turn it up a bit. Hi, this is Four Four Dalton. Hoping everybody had a safe and happy New Year. Got a question. Once you install a lift, is there a break-in period for it, or can you just go full bore as soon as the lift is installed? Thank you. So, uh, the guys in the chat room, any ideas about that? Let's see. Terrell says most people pronounce it like Terrell. Okay. That's always good for me because I don't pronounce things well at all. And let's see. Just uh, looking at my Skype here. Oh, Terrell's calling me. 
Welcome to the xjtalk.com talk show. Hold on, I, got, I think i got to turn one of these down. Oh, absolutely. I didn't mention that. <clears throat> you have to turn the show down because there's quite a bit of a delay. It'll confuse the hell out of you. There we go. I can't even hear it and it confuses me. Can you hear me now? I can hear you great. Yeah, oh, okay. I can hear you too. Dalton, uh, <clears throat> Dalton can hear hey you on, on the phone. Hey. Yeah, hey, uh, were you asking about the lift something? Yeah, um, if there was a break-in period once you installed a lift, say like a, a, um, a brand name bought lift. I don't know. I mean, mainly you're gonna what you're going to look at is um, if, like, if you bought a kit versus if you're just doing a bastard pack or something like that. Yeah. It ain't it ain't really a uh, break-in period as much as you got to make sure that everything is, you know, holding together before you start just dumping it on everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, before you're just going to go off-road and start jumping stuff, you, you know, yeah. you want to ride on the road a little bit, make sure that nothing is, you know, doing any unusual creeks, nothing is loose or anything like that. But no, as far as, as, far as installing a lift, I mean, you're good to go from day one if you've done it right. Ain't no okay. breaking period. Yeah, but the only thing I was adding to that was is that you need to, um, it's whatever the instructions say, check it 50 and 50 miles, 100 miles or something just to make sure everything's still tight. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the main part of it is that uh, some things, you know, like I don't know if you know this, but uh, most of the time if you put alloy wheels, you're supposed to retighten your lug nuts after like a 100 miles or so, you know, they'll loosen up. I like didn't, a, uh, I didn't aluminum. know about that. Yeah, I didn't know about that. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, I didn't know about that. That's news to me. Yeah, because uh, aluminum has a little bit of a give, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, the lug nut's going to start loosening up it a little bit, and mainly because it's not holding in there by the thread. It's holding in there by the taper. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, like, it's just some things like that. If it's steel wheels, you can just crank the uh, ever-livings out of them and just do whatever you want. You know, with aluminum... You don't want to over-torque it. You don't want to under-torque it. Then you want to recheck it after 100 miles, you know, just for it to break in. With the lift, it's the same thing, you know. Certain things, you know, even if you just talk and torqued it for like a uh, 90, 100 foot-pounds of torque, in a week of driving, things might shift, move over, give, I don't know, stretch. You know, that's why they always say don't get your U-bolts from like the Advanced Auto and stuff like that. You know, get some quality U-bolts. For your uh, axles, because I've, I've I've known a uh, several people actually that have had advanced auto actually not advanced the uh, AutoZone U bolts and they stretch after a while. The threads will stretch out. You know. Okay. Yeah, just stuff like that. But no, it ain't like breaking in a motor where you gotta you know take it easy, make everything settle, and everything is gonna settle in whether you slam it or you just drive it on the road. Let me let me ask you a question about bolts. Do you know anything about head bolts? Uh, from, uh, from what I understand, what you're them? supposed to use them once. Well, it depends. It's uh, I mean, yeah. Even if they're rated for more than you know to be used more than once, studs you can go three or four times on them. But I mean, I wouldn't ever put the original head bolts back on if I'm just rebuilding the motor. You know, it's just cheap security. Well, that was my other question. Is they're pretty expensive, aren't they? Um, yes and no. I mean, yeah, they're more expensive than just going ahead and buying a regular grade A bolt. But uh, if you were to look at it, you know what you got to lose. I mean, 
someone messes up. See, the problem with a threat is that, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm a machinist. I, I do this day in and day out as far as the uh, threat calculation, engagement, and everything like that. The thread itself is holding in there by the taper. When you look at it, it automatically looks like sharp point is coming against the sharp point and it all, all the way fits in. You know, it doesn't work that way. There's like certain degrees, angles, tapers inside of every thread that makes a difference how much, you know, that thread, how much torque can be applied to that thread, you know? So what you're talking about is the same thing like on a spline for an, an axle or any, any, exactly. part, any part of the drive exactly. train. It's the, the surface area that is actually touching. Yeah, it's uh, there's the uh, area called addendum, area called dedendum. There's all different areas of the uh, thread that actually in the contact. Actually, believe it or not, it's exactly the same terms used on the uh, axle splines too. Gotcha. Uh, that uh, it it makes it makes a difference on how the thread connects and where the uh, thread's weak points are. Cause like there's usually three classes of threads: A, B, C. You know, one, two, three. Mm -hmm. uh, like. Class, well, a lot of times in automotive, they use class 2. That's uh, between two and 4 thousandths tolerance on the uh, play. But do you realize that if sometimes you were to, say, your threads screw up and you go ahead and rechase it and you take your uh, tap out of it, then you put the bolt back and it's way too loose. Interesting. You know? That's because you might have used the uh, class 3 tap on a uh, class 1 bolt. Oh, I you know see. what I mean? Yeah, I see. So the, it would have been the same thing, but it's not. You so, know, uh, it's probably not the right terminology. So the mating, the mating uh, surfaces aren't um, the surface area that is actually in contact isn't what it should be. Exactly. It's uh, say um, a thread comes to a point, right? It's it's a standard American is a, a sixty degree thread, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and technically speaking the entire 60 degrees involves you know is wrapped around the uh, from internal to external but uh uh you have to have certain amount of uh give i don't know it's just so many different factors play into it that uh, you just have to leave some extra space basically clearance that's you know? amazing i had no idea it makes sense though yeah, yeah. yeah. but then you got to also consider that uh you have equipment that can afford to have that clearance. Then you have equipment that uh, cannot afford to have that clearance. Say, for example, if you're going to have a uh, oscillating, vibrating part, it needs to have a tighter tolerance fit thread, and you can afford to have it, you know, seize on you because you'd rather it seize than break loose. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Versus you have other equipment that you'd rather break loose than seize on you there, you know? Say you have an equipment that you're going to have to change the bolts or change parts on it once a day, you know, versus equipment that's, you know, once you do it, you don't ever want to take it apart again, you know? Right. And that kind of stuff makes a big difference, too, you know, in the classes of threads. Well, they make everything difficult. You can't just have anything easy anymore. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true, but if you were to actually look at it from a machinist standpoint, there's actually, it's... It's not difficult enough, you know. Sometimes you're actually trying to make a, um, like I see some stuff that comes down from engineers. They want you to make a specialty part with a specialty thread and a specialty fitting. The worst, for a normal machinist, the biggest nightmare is when they ask you to do a bastard thread, you know. That's something that, for example, it will be a thread that once it gets to the tip of it, it's going to stretch out. It's almost like a screw thread, you know, spiral thread. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and it, it will stretch out after a while as it goes into it. And it, it's it's really difficult to keep up with it because it's not a standard pitch, you know. But when you look at it, some of the things that they make in a non-standard pitch, it, it has so many advantages, you know. I, I mean, I, I wish I could actually. There's so many different things that I could show you. You'd be like, wow, you know, how, who who came up with this? There's like, it's really simple looking. For example, it's a uh, wing nut that uh. One, it has three axes. Well, actually, two axes. One axis is the axis that the thread rides on, the internal threads ride on, right? Right. And there's another axis right in the center of the same axis that is about 30 degrees out, diagonal, 30 degrees upwards. So when you actually want to slide, put this wing nut on a, uh, say, for example, a foot and a half long uh, threaded rod, you don't have to put it from the top and just start spinning it until it gets to the bottom of it. That secondary axis will let it slide all the way to the end of that threaded rod, and when you get to the end of it, you just move it over that 30 degrees and it locks right in. Hmm. I'm sorry, Dalton, you were going to say something a while back. What was it you were going to say or ask? No, I was just listening to him. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to take up too much of your time. I don't know if anybody wanted to call in or not. I just, I was just going to call in and say hi. Hey, no problem. That was some really interesting information. I had no idea. I mean, I just put them in, torque them down, and then uh, hope they don't come apart, especially on the head. I did have a question about the. I was talking about price on the uh, the head uh, uh, head bolts. I've never actually priced any. Um, I'm. I don't know, but it seems like to me I heard they're over a hundred dollars. Have you priced any? Do you have any idea? No, I've never rebuilt a uh, four point uh, but uh, when I look from the top, I mean, most of the motors that I've seen that look like this, they're studded. This motor actually looks like it's studded. I'm not sure oh, if it is or not. I haven't had the head off uh, myself, so I'm only used to, I've only done a 350 and a 327 uh, Chevy engine, so. Yeah, I've done too many uh, four-cylinders. I've, I've only done two V8s in my entire lifetime, you know. But, uh, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, how the studs stick out from the top of the head? I'd have, to yeah. go, I'd have to go back and look. I don't know, personally. Yeah, but uh, 4.0, actually, to me, it looks like it's studded. I'm, I'm, I can't believe I actually i have had the valve cover off it, and I've never paid attention to it. But uh, uh, $100, it sounds about reasonable. Okay. Yeah, I was, I mean, I've been having a, 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 a heat creep problem with mine, and I don't know that it is a... Um, I don't know that it's a, a head-leaking... Um, Sorry, just trying to do something here. This thing keeps popping up and bothering me. And let me get rid of that. Um, yeah, I don't know if... Uh, I, I need to run a gas test on it, exhaust gas test on it. Um, mm -hmm. al although, I drove it the uh, day before yesterday to go pick up my girls. Uh, yeah, my wife spun out in the Mustang, so it's it's down right now. So I had to go get, get the oh. girls. And... Um, I didn't. It, it didn't get hot. I mean, it was acting like it did before, but it didn't get over 210. So I've just been trying to figure out why it's running hot on the highway. Okay. Uh, uh, have you uh, actually um, checked the radiator by hand to make sure that... Because, uh, you know, when you do an infrared test, it might be not pointing to the exact places that you want to look at. Because when you feel the radiator by hand, first of all, yeah, you're probably going to burn your hand up pretty bad. You know, you just got to be really careful. But... There might be exact passages that are blocked, well, you know? I think you and I were talking about this on, on chat, uh, xjtalk.com yeah. chat the other day. And uh -huh. it's kind of hard to get all the, the information in chat and, and not, you know, go for lines and lines. But but basically, I didn't take off the grill 
so I could put my hand on there. Okay. I didn't remove the air conditioner condenser so that I could actually get to the, the hole of the, the radiator. Uh-huh. And that, that's, that's true also of the IR scan. So, yeah. so I'm trying to scan the edges, really, of the radiator. So uh-huh. I, I can't feel the whole thing. I can't scan the whole thing because I'd have to remove the, comp- the air conditioner uh, condenser, and I don't think that I could maintain the, um, the Freon or whatever the, the compressible gas yeah. is. Yeah, I know what you mean. So it would be mean. very difficult to put my hand on that. Mm-hmm. So all I did was I scanned it from the side that had the mechanical fan, and I scanned it on uh-huh. the side that, that had um, where the uh, electrical fan is. And also, yeah. too, I had the radiator out, to be there was a, a, a tiny tiny uh, leak in it enough where it would just get the uh, the coils wet uh, yeah. but I went ahead and took it out because you know I didn't want it to get worse on me and uh, yeah. took, took it over and the radiator guy I said can you do a uh, a flow test on it and he did and he says this radiator flows very well okay and it's a three core so you know I've, I've done the three core before went back in my 327 350 days uh-huh. and any heating problem that I had went away but yeah. but really, with it being here in the Houston area, we very seldom have any freezes. I ran uh, pure water most of the time. Yeah. And, we, and we really don't have any calcium or anything like that. Actually, at my parents' house, is where I was at the time, it's well water. So, you know, it's it's about as filtered as you can get. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think that the uh, then actual liquid would be a problem. How about, have you tried this? Try to, um, when it gets hot. Just uh, open the radiator up if you just run in water, and stick a hose in there and take the bottom of the, uh, the bottom hose coming out of the uh, water pump. Take it off and put a, a water hose in the radiator, and see if it will cool it down really fast. You know what I'm talking about? Right. It probably would because it's kind of like borderline right now. Um, it it doesn't overheat on the on the freeway. It just runs hot. It gets up uh, past the 210 mark. It's not a linear um, measurement on that gauge, on the Jeep gauge, by the way. I, I hooked up a uh, OBD2 scanner to it, to my uh, uh-huh. to my laptop, and it actually is quite a bit hotter than what you would think the graduated marks are indicating. Yeah. So anyway, it got it got uh, it was getting quite a bit hotter than what it was uh, leading me to believe. Uh-huh. So anyway, I um, this phone is is beeping. I don't know why. Oh, swell. They haven't charged this one. That's why it's beeping. <laughs> hey, Dalton, I'm going to have to hang up on you uh, and uh, go grab the other phone. Okay. Well, you can all go ahead and let somebody else call in if you want to. Okay, Dalton, thanks a lot for calling in and, of course, for all the voicemails. No problem. And you have a happy new year. You too. Hey, Bye-bye. happy new year, Dalton. You too, Terrell. All right, man. Bye. Bye. Okay. Well, I'll go grab the other um the other phone. See, this is why I want my own phone. Uh, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just ordered one. Uh, I've got uh, two teen, two teenage girls and my wife uh, live here, and they they use these phones, and yeah. they use them, and they never put them in the charger. When I find them, I'll stick them in the charger. I never talk on the phone. I've got a cell phone, and yeah. you know, I'm I'm on the chat room and stuff. So, I, all my communications is usually. Um, email or text or etc and i hardly ever talk on the phone anymore yeah so anyway um what was i trying to you were telling me to run some water through it's it's borderline i I actually um it it doesn't get to that first hash mark after 210 even on the hottest days so all the modifications that i've made to to the cooling system 
uh, have uh-huh. helped. They've helped out quite a bit. But okay. uh, I'm just trying to get it where it, it runs at the normal temperature on the 100-degree days, and I'm on the highway doing 75, 80 miles an hour. Well, yeah, if it's doing it on the highway, the only time my green one has done it is the um, we went to the safari park here, and it was probably about 96, 98 degrees outside, and the fan would stay on, but it, even the fan couldn't keep up. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm having. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's going right about, I don't know, if I were to have to take a guess, I'd say about 230, maybe 240, you know? Yeah. It would climb that much. But, uh, I, by the way, one of the, uh, if if you absolutely have no choice, you got to shut it down in the uh, situations like that, because shutting it down actually cuts the circulation, you know? Right. It will heat the motor up even more. Exactly. From the uh, internal heat. You know, so if you have a choice, you have to actually drive off instead of just sitting there and shutting it down. But um, yeah, I, I, I just I didn't think much of it because um, I mean I was standing still for five minutes at a time, you know, taking pictures and stuff like that. But it absolutely should not do it at, on a uh, highway going fifty, sixty miles an hour. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and actually, with all the modifications that I've made, sitting still <clears throat> or it, even. Uh, crawling around uh, off road, it it's great. I have no problem. You know, I've I've got the the uh, induction uh, uh, cowl scoop with a nice yeah. big hole in the hood, uh, uh-huh. and all the modifications that I told you about the uh, um, the uh, heavy duty clutch uh, uh, fan clutch out of uh, that's yeah. actually made for the Grand Cherokee. That thing squeals. Yeah. Uh, it's it's irritating, but it it really you can tell how much quicker everything gets cooler with that yeah. along with the the high flow stuff. Let me let me ask you a quick question. I'm gonna go grab the the other phone, and I was gonna put some music on. Would you like to uh, hold on while I do that, or? Oh no, I, I was about. Unless you had a, uh, any other questions, I'm gonna be in the chat room. I gotta go. Uh, I'm making a stew. I gotta go check on that too. Okay. Oh, a, right, a yeah, stew. But, um, that sounds good. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Wife wanted some. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks a lot for calling in, and thanks a lot for being a member on XJTalk.com. We really appreciate that, and all the the posts and. Uh, Certainly appreciate the information you gave us tonight. Well, it was problem, very buddy. interesting. Glad to help. All right. Have a good night and a happy new year. All right. Happy new year, all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, guys. I'm going to throw some music up and go grab the other the other phone, and hopefully it won't die on me, too. Uh, actually, I'll throw this one in the charger just to be safe. So uh, I'll be right back. Looking for silence for 
I know that doesn't sound like porno music. You guys were giving me a hard time that the music that I that I found, and I got to underline found because it has to be non copyrighted stuff. So this this music that I found, which I think is pretty damn good for free, uh, may sound like uh, may sound like some porno music. Personally, I think you guys are watching too much porno is the problem. <clears throat> okay, so the. Um, the volume level may not be right on the phone. We'll adjust that as uh, as we get a caller. But currently, the phone and Skype are both available, so you can you can call me on either one. So those of you that have been uh, that were trying to call that couldn't get through, please feel free to call again. I tell you what, uh, it's neat being able to talk to people on the phone because you. <laughs> Daryl says it was a a, a rave, buddy. <laughs> okay, we got an incoming call. Let's see who this is. Hey, thanks for calling to xjtalk.com. Who we got? Excuse me? May I speak to Susie, please? Ah, I'm sorry. She's not here. Yep, she's, uh, she's not here. You'll need to try giving her a call on her cell phone if you've got that number. I think she's gone. Okay. Yeah, it's a bad thing. I don't know whenever the when I'm getting the phone call in, I don't know if it's coming from the number I'm, I've given you guys or they're call, actually calling the home number. If um, if things uh, things go well, I might be able to get our own uh, XJ Talk call in line. At least it wasn't a, a bill collector calling this time. Hey, Big Jim's back. I wonder if you found a plug. So uh, again, if you guys are um, Skype is is has actually a much better sound quality, and um, I don't guess I don't guess you really care how how well you sound. I like it because uh, of the quality of the sound on the show and on the recording for the podcast. Yes, this w- this is being recorded for a podcast. We're not going to lose lose all this fun, um, but uh, Skype works out really nice. So if you want to call on Skype, just uh, call xjtalk.com. And uh, if you ask me how you do that, I don't know because I haven't made that many calls. I wonder if I should should call uh, uh, Stefan back on Skype. He he's still in here. He's still in here. Stefan, call me back on Skype. It's uh, it's open now. Thank you. Skype. Add contact. Skype. You know I don't think uh, I don't think Stefan actually added me as a contact. Uh, oh, I can't call him. It's offline. He's offline. And uh, what uh, what uh, uh, Terrell said earlier um, about uh, hearing the show, it, when you do call in either on the phone or Skype, there's going to be a long delay between uh, what you hear on the Ustream broadcast and what you hear on the phone. 
So you do want to turn the volume down on the, the Ustream broadcast because it will be like a, a major echo of a, a few seconds. Uh, that song, there is a, 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 a program, a free program called uh, iRate Radio. Uh, little I, capital R, capital A, capital T, capital E, radio. And um, I, was, uh, I was digging around looking for non-copyrighted uh, uh, music and I, I ran across this site that was talking about the <laughs> I was just reading a, a Facebook thing here uh, Jenny uh, on my uh, on Facebook here says uh, Tony is that you talking on the show and I'm just going to say yes Jenny it is if she's, uh, if she's still listening then she just heard that alrighty what was I saying oh the irate software so basically, it's it's like a player, but it downloads the songs. Uh, yeah, I rate radio. Uh, there's a space between the uh, the rate and the radio, though. And um, uh, basically, it downloads and plays or, or will play the song for you. Um, but uh, from my understanding, from what I was reading, it's all non-copyrighted music that musicians have just uh, put out there. Um, I'm sure to, you know, try to get the the right people to hear it. But uh, there's no, from what I can see, you just get whatever they send you. And uh, I just kind of uh, play it every so often uh, while I'm sitting here working on stuff. And, um, well, it's interesting. Uh, uh, Terrell says that's how most rave music gets around anyway. Um, so I just sit there and listen to it. And then uh, when I hear something that sounds good, uh, I'll save it off and um, uh play it as in in the opening i'm hoping uh, i don't know if you guys have been on here whenever uh trap dog uh tom rap uh is here but he uh he has some really he does some really nice music and it amazes me how fast he can do it and uh he is working on a uh generating a a, a song just for my show so um i'm hoping that that's going to uh, be as wonderful as some of the other ones that he's that I've I've uh, heard him do. I was just looking here on the playlist. It's not that p- far past Christmas. Let me um, let me dig around here and see if I can't uh, pull up his uh, pull up his um, his Christmas cheer song here real quick. And I got a contact request. I've added Karen to my contacts on Skype. And let me see if I can get this Christmas cheer song up here real quick. Sorry guys, not looking at the chat room as much as I need to. I think I need to get a little more um a little more practice so I can do this uh without thinking as much. Thinking is not my strong point. And do 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 do. Okay, there's Christmas cheer. All right, I'm gonna play this uh, this Tom Rap song, and this is a free song, and I don't mean a free download. This is a free song that you can get. Put it on your MP3 player, burn it to a CD, whatever. It's a it's, it's really a catchy Christmas song, but you can download this at www.tomrapshow.com. And uh, let's see, I think. Yep, I got the graphic right here. 
the Tom Rap. It's not a good graphic, <laughs> but uh, it was thrown together at the last minute. But it's www.tomrap with two p's show.com. And here we go. Christmas cheer by Tom Rap. Christmas is my favorite time of year. Christmas is my favorite time of year. Everybody knows when it is near. Children yells and jingle bells. Give me something no one sells and fill that cup on up with Christmas cheer. Christmas is the time to celebrate Throw some more of that turkey on my plate Don't sit home, don't be alone Call some friends up on the phone And fill that cup on up with Christmas cheer segment brought to you by DetoursUSA.com. Ten years of innovating, not imitating XJ products. Check out www.DetoursUSA.com. And Did Detours wants to remind everyone to practice safe sex. No pig borking till you wrap that rascal. <coughs> Did you know that XJTalk.com is on Facebook? Just go to Facebook.com slash XJTalk and friend us. We're also on Twitter twitter.com slash xjtalk okay i was uh, i worked on those last night and i wanted to try playing them on the air and uh what better time to do it than uh, an impromptu show where you have uh, impromptu results um let's see stefan says is there a way i can post a doc x document on the forum um i actually can go in and um 
set the attachments that are allowed in the posts. And I'm, I'm pretty sure DocX is not in there. Um, isn't that, uh, isn't that like the latest version of Word or something? Isn't, doesn't it, isn't it what it uses? Anyway, uh, I can uh, place that in the attachments, but before I do, I, yeah, PDF would probably be good. Um, what I could do is I could just go and see what the, uh, the potential security threats are that are associated with the DocX. And then if that looks cool, I could stick it in there. I think there is some security uh, issues with the PDF file as well, but, uh, I, I think that one's already already available i can look um later if i'm playing a song or certainly after the show you can uh, just just remind me on the site through uh pm or um you know whatever i think everybody knows that uh my um member name on xjtalk.com is mutteroy but if you don't now you do mutteroy so just send me a private message that's what pm stands for and uh, if you're a member, if you're not a member, join, join xjtalk.com, then send me a PM. All right. Let's see. Uh, okay, I saw that one. Let's see if there's another one. Uh, okay, Turo put the uh, the website up. Uh, what's that? Damiuautocorrect.com. Is that right? D-A-M-N as in damn, the bad word, damn. Hey, speaking of bad words. I just wanted to say, XJ Talk is the best fucking site in the fucking world. And if you think you know of a better fucking site, fuck you. By the way, this is Big Jim 350. Bye. <laughs> I like the bye, too. <laughs> he's saying bye like he's going to go get in the car. I'm sorry. He's going to go get in the Jeep and come to your house. <laughs> the beep is not too good. <laughs> What's wrong with the beep? This is Big Jim three fifty, and I fucking love xjtalk.com. <laughs> it, it it beeps it out. Do we need a bigger beep in there? <laughs> Jim, I was tickled to get that voicemail. I was laughing. I had to run downstairs and tell my wife. You know, I said, somebody call in a voicemail with some colorful language so I can uh, uh, bleep it out because uh, I think it will sound funny. And you did it, man. You didn't just do it with one voicemail. You did it with two. It was great. <laughs> you know, I cannot use those if you don't want me to, uh, Jim. The reason uh, <laughs> I'm saying that because uh, Jim said in the uh, in the chat that voicemail is gonna haunt me forever. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a party going on in the chat room. If you <clears throat> if you're listening to the uh, this impromptu uh, New Year's Eve uh, XJ talk <laughs> XJ talk dot com talk show then you're missing the fun in the chat room. All right, as the as the scrolling banner on the screen says, both lines are open. Uh, I know you guys, especially you, you guys that are drinking, like Jim was the other night, have loads of things to talk about. And the nice thing is that this isn't regula regulated by the FCC, at least not yet. <laughs> and the... And I have no way of beeping you. So 
Hey, call in and let it fly. If you get if you get too colorful, I'll I'll tell I'll call you a driver. <laughs> that can take you off the phone. Let's see. Uh, Blue Dragon has uh, has gotten in here. That's good. You weren't sleeping this time. He said he missed Wednesday's show because he was sleep was more important to him at the time. Well, yeah, Blue Dragon. It's this was an impromptu thing. I just like I was saying at the beginning beginning of the show. Everybody in the house just left about mm, 30 minutes to an hour ago to go to a family New Year's Eve party. It happens every year, uh, strangely, same same date every year. And they all went, I don't like going. It's too loud. Uh, I get extremely bored. Uh, people come by and ask me if I'm feeling okay. I just don't go. Uh, it's nice seeing the relatives, but, you know, I, I just get really bored. So I was sitting here working on some graphics for XJ Talk, and uh, I got frustrated with it. And it was either uh, go play an online video game or use some of this nice equipment that I just recently bought and got all hooked up. So I, th- I thought I would put together a uh, impromptu. Um, I've said that enough times now. I'm starting to say it right. Uh, I thought I would put together the show and um, have some people call in, which nobody's calling in. The only time people were calling in is when both Skype and the phone were busy. That's a hint to call in. I'm on. Jim says I'm on a mini vacation. I don't know what that means, Jim. That must mean a one day off vacation. Vacation with a mini bar. That makes sense. <laughs> I'd call, but I'm a chicken. I don't blame you. (laughs) Well, you know, the nice thing is, is if you get too scared, you can just hang up. If you're calling, if you're calling with through Skype, if you get scared, you can actually just power off the computer or reboot it. That'll take care of it for the next, you know, five or 10 minutes. Dalton says, hell, if my redneck butt can do it, uh, y'all can. So, Jim, how did you get back on? Did you did you steal your steal away to a room with uh, better internet connectivity? Because I think Jim is at a family party right now. He's supposed to be mingling and and talking with relatives. Instead, he's on here on the uh, in the chat watching the show. I mean, it sounds like a fun party to me. Yeah, I keep forgetting your your real name, Blue Dragon. It's James. I forgot about that. I'm a, I'm addicted to XJ Talk too, but I think my addiction is more of um. What are you on, Jim? Did you are you using somebody else's computer? Anyway, my addiction to XJ Talk is 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 uh, creating something to bring people together and allow them to have the freedom to speak their mind and ask questions and learn stuff. So uh, that's that's what I've really been tickled about this whole thing. I mean, yeah, it's fun too. I like reading the post and I like uh, making the the smart ass comments and and so on and so forth, but. It's just I'm very, very proud that um, something that I started uh, has, you know, grown and, and it'll be two years in March. 
I've just been very proud that this thing has has grown the way it has and brought in so many uh, really good, um, knowledgeable people that, uh, you know, get in there and cut up, ask questions. It's just fun. Uh, I mean, how much how much better can life be? You actually create something that's fun. It's like my uh, like my girls and my boys uh, having them. It was just wonderful because they're they're not only are they good kids, they're they're friends and they're fun to be around. Just reading the chat room. <clears throat> oh, I guess I can do the pip, the picture in the picture. I wonder why that thing keeps going over there like that. There we go. And I found I can actually make that smaller. I might, I might want to do that. Let's see. We've got two guests in here. And let me f jump back over here to Facebook. Well, it said I had a message. And that's the same one that I saw before. And... Oh, I must not have hit the, uh, I must not have hit send a while ago. Just typing back to Ginny here. Hope I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. If not, I, I apologize, Ginny, because I'm, I'm from Texas. We do good just to read. I love Texas, by the way. Uh, which one, Turl? Uh, Turl says that was me on Facebook. The XJ Talk Facebook or Tony Muckleroy Facebook? Oh, the friends request. Let's see. Ah, Jenny says she is trying to sign in first. So, uh, Jenny is a um, a nice uh, a nice lady that I met on a, a blog talk uh, radio type show run by Olivia Wilder, and uh, she is one of the people that comes in and listens to Olivia and do when Olivia does her her interviews and stuff with uh, various famous people. I don't know if you guys remember Gil Gerard from uh, Buck Rogers, the 25th century, uh, a 80s, um, is it, would, it be, would it be called a sitcom? I guess it's not really a, a comedy, but it was uh, a weekly show. Anyway, she had Gil Gerard on uh, last week, I believe it was, and that was pretty cool. Um, I don't think uh, um, Gil Gerard was necessarily a, a, a suit's a stupendously famous individual, but I enjoyed him. I enjoyed uh, the uh, the cheesy thing, the cheesy Buck Rogers deal. Let me try this. Uh, let me see if we got a, a call from me here. Hello? Anybody there? Well, it says connected, but I don't hear anything. Well, I don't guess they wanted to talk. <laughs> Was that you, James? <laughs> I had to hit a few buttons there real quick because I didn't, uh, I had it on mute, I had that line on mute, and also to, um, well, 
also too i was uh, i had to go run and grab the other cordless phone because somebody didn't put the uh, other phone in the charger so well try it again james i don't know maybe you're i think it said cell phone some uh, maybe you're in a bad spot the nice thing about cell phone since the cell phones operate at um, microwave uh, frequencies you're you don't have to they can they can get in you can kind of get into a null area where uh the signal is reflecting off of items yourself uh things in the wall uh, anything with water in it uh, a lot it re- will reflect microwave si- uh, signals a lot and the neat thing about the the signal is the wave or microwave the, the wavelength is so short that that null can come and go just by moving an inch or two inches and basically what you're doing is you're getting all these reflections coming from everything else that has water uh, or even any dampness in the air and if you just move a couple inches you can uh, actually get that that null pattern back and I don't I don't want to go into a deep detailed explanation but basically the reflected signal comes back and, and wipes out the the signal that's going out so it basically gives you a um, it's like having no signal coming out at all it's, it does the same thing in audio signals so anyway you can actually just move a little bit with a cell phone and your reception will change. Hey, Punisher has joined us. Punisher just got his uh, XJ Talk business cards. I tell you what, for 10 bucks, $10 for 500 cards, those are some pretty cards. And I went ahead and stuck on the, uh, the Punisher um, logo. On his uh, on his cards next to his name, and I was a little concerned that the the business card uh, company might uh, say that's a no no. But they printed them, and he has them. So if it is a no no, too damn bad now. Hey Tony, you getting a beer on mic? Oh, on mine. Well, uh, I could. Uh, the the I went with the Punisher logo. I went ahead and put that on there because it's very very simple and it's really really small. I don't know if you saw the uh, if you saw the the picture that um, the picture of the business card that Punisher put up, but it's a really small little logo. So it, it worked out well uh, on the card, uh, and I don't know if a like a detailed picture of a bear would look very well. So uh, Terrell says, XJ Terrell says, um, advanced auto coupon for 40% off runs out tonight. I've already bought a boatload of stuff on discounts. Are you going to be reselling those on eBay? You think, are they open open till midnight, uh, Terrell? Oh, I see what you're saying. You mean online. Uh, you know, stupid me. I'm thinking that you got to go to the store <laughs> and say, hey, give me my coupon. All right. So he says, um, uh, XJ Terrell says, online on uh, Advanced Auto, you can go online and uh, get 40% off. I don't know if that's everything in the store, but you can get 40% off, and it's coupon LC123. So L is in Lima. C is in Charlie, and then numbers one, two, three. 
Okay. So uh, XJ Terrell also says uh, he pays online, and by the time I get to the store, it's ready, pulled off the shelf. Online stuff only. But they don't they sell everything online? Hmm. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Big Jim says, even with 40% off, I can't afford it. Uh, I throw used stuff on mine. Eh, it's not a bad deal, Jim. I just hope you're uh, you're not taking them off other people's uh, vehicles. So let me let's see. I think we've been on long enough. Uh, oh, it doesn't matter. I can have a short segment here. Here's a here's another uh, one of our advertisers. This segment is brought to you by Iron Man Four x Four, the toughest, most adjustable control arms in the industry. Ironman 4x4 has a wide variety of rugged off-road suspension products that are overbuilt and underpriced. Visit Ironman4x4fab.com today. That's Ironman4x4fab.com. XJTalk.com. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. Hey, I just wanted to tell you about XJTalk.com. It's a great site. There's no bashing. Everybody's nice and friendly. Great place to be. This is Brian XJ, just calling in to tell you that we really like the website, full of a lot of tech and a lot of good people. I always get a response back quickly. Thanks. Have a good day. This is Big Jim 350, and I f***ing love XJTalk.com. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> There's a lot of emotion. <clears throat> There's a lot of emotion in that voicemail, you know? You listen. I love Steve's uh, uh, 4.3 LXJ's uh, promo. Uh, it, it's good. It's concise. It's to the point, but it doesn't have the the range of emotion that that Jim, that Big Jim 350's message had. And I think that that's what we all appreciate about it. <laughs> that vodka. It's the vodka talking for Jim. Hey Jim, do you put anything else in that vodka? I mean, uh, besides your tongue. Is Jim in there? Yeah, Jim's still there. <laughs> Fish hook in his hat. <laughs> XJ Terrell says, you've never seen Big Jim, but you'd know he's got a gut and a fish hook in his hat. <laughs> I tell you what, Big Jim is good people. We were uh, we were having the, the Jeep, uh, XJ Talk Jeep meet and greet here in Houston and uh, the first one that we had, uh, we had a, a Sonic drive-in. <clears throat> and the first one we had, I think we had about 20-something people and about 12, uh, 10 to 12 vehicles. And I was amazed. I, I just, I, I could not believe that many people would show up. And then the next one, we had, you know, seven or eight vehicles. And uh, then I think we didn't do it for a month or so because it was just really, really hot during the summer months. And the mosquitoes were really bad, so we we uh, I went ahead and scheduled up another one for I think it was September when we went out there, and it was um, me, Big Jim, and Scott XJ4 IV, and the next month it was me, Big Jim XJ4 IV. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I don't know. I guess people didn't like like what they saw, or there just wasn't enough interesting things going on. I loved it because, frankly, uh, I've only ever seen uh, before the Jeep Cherokee that I have now. I've never seen one up close. I've seen them on the road, so on and so forth, but I had never seen any anything else. You know, I just I see them online. I just don't see them in person. So it was great to see how what other people do to their Jeeps and what, you know, happens to them like when they go off road. Rini's was really fun to look at because he was always doing something to his that uh, that I, if nothing else, I'd look at it and, and say, boy, I'm glad I didn't do that to mine. Okay, in case you guys haven't read and don't remember me uh, complaining about this earlier, uh, we are taking calls live and uh, the number is at the top of the screen. And you can also call in via Skype. Uh, the Skype, my Skype name or, I don't know, contact name is xjtalk.com. And uh, they're both open and have been for a while. Uh, I think James tried a, a while ago, but uh, I haven't seen anything from anybody else. And I'm just waiting uh, for the number to come around. If, if for some reason you, you can't read what's on the screen, <laughs> you can call 530-675-4102. 530-675-4102. If for some reason you do not have the ability to, to call that number without it being long distance, I can call you. If you don't mind giving me your your phone number in the chat room, just uh, type it in and I'll call you. Uh, I have uh, nationwide, um, what do you call it? It's not free. I got to pay for it. Well, that's what they call it is free. But you know, anyway, I got nationwide free calling so I can call you. Unlimited. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it would be unlimited. Well, uh, James says, no landline, only my cell. Way easier that way. I tried to talk my wife into to no landline. Uh, I didn't really see much sense in it. Um, you know, we have the internet, and I never talk on the phone, so what do I care? I mean, other than the, the 30 bucks a month we were paying for it. But no, she didn't want to lose the number. She didn't want to, I said, I can transfer that number to your cell phone. No, I like having a house phone, blah, 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 blah. So we still have a landline. And actually... It's good. Uh, I mean, if for no other reason, uh, doing what I'm doing tonight. Well, you know what's pretty cool, uh, and I'll I'll go ahead and share this with you guys since uh, uh, XJ Turrell mentioned this. He says I got rid of landline two years ago. Uh, all you get is telemarketers. Actually, I'll share two things. Uh, I'm working. I'm currently working at HP, um, and but prior to working at HP, I worked at uh, Arbitron Radio Ratings. And Arbitron uh, calls you on the phone. It's like a telemarketer thing, but it's a research. So uh, research companies do not have to abide by the do not call list because it's research. They're not calling you to sell you anything. They're calling to find out what radio stations you listen to. So they can um, put together a quarterly report and sell it to the radio stations for an ungodly amount of money. I don't know how much it is, but it is the second uh, biggest budget item at a radio station. Let me repeat that. Buying that report, that ratings report from Arbitron, is the second most expensive thing they have to budget for at a radio station. 
that's a bunch of money. And of course, that's why you you hear people come and go. Uh, your the radio personalities they'll they'll be there for a little while and then all of a sudden they're gone. And that's because they didn't do well in the ratings. So anyway, uh, Arbitron and other uh, research organizations do not have to abide by the do not call list. Now, if somebody, uh, if one of the people at the call centers called you from Arbitron and you said, please put me on your do not call list, they would mark the record and then you would be taken off. Although, but you, that was just them being, uh, being nice out of the kindness of their heart. They just didn't want any bad publicity from anyone. But basically what they did, uh, I don't know if they're still doing it or not, but what, basically what they did, they would send out a booklet and you'd fill out that booklet as far as what you read and then you would uh, send it back in to them. And once they got that booklet, they would take the information, they would tabulate it all into a report and uh, they would send you some money for it. Uh, and it, it varied depending on what area of the country you were in because some, some areas of the country, the population isn't as big as others and it's more important to get that information from those areas. So they would actually pay more. And it wasn't, I mean, it was like a buck, maybe $5, so on and so forth. Well, one of the things they started doing before I left there, they started calling uh, cell phones, doing the same thing. They wanted to get you, talk you into doing the survey. And they would try to get the information, uh, get your, your mailing information and so on and so forth so they could send out one of these booklets. And uh, the reason why they could call you on the cell phone, or the way they could call you on the cell phone, was if they didn't call you through an automated dialing machine, they would have to call you manually. And if they called you manually, then it was okay to call you on your cell phone. So they were actually getting phone numbers, cell phone numbers, from cell companies so they could call and try to get you to do a survey. Now, mind you, this is the lifeblood for this company. And with the changing uh, communications, how we're doing text and many people going to cell phone onlys, they needed to come up with a way to, to, to make these calls so they could continue doing business. Now, uh, just so you'll know, and it may not be a big deal to you, they actually were calling you through an automatic dialer. But the manual part of the process was pressing enter on the keyboard. So the, the person uh, that would be trying to call you, one of the, um, one of the um, God, I can't remember what they're called now, one of the people that did, took the surveys over the phone, they would sit there and a number would call, come up on their, on their screen and then they would hit enter. And then it would call you. If, if that was your number, it would call your cell phone. And then they would ta- tell you who they were and why they were calling and ask you a few questions and try to get you to, to accept one of these booklets to fill out. Now, Arbitron had been working on some uh, technology um, <laughs> that really, uh, I consider it 1980s technology, but they were working on this technology so that they wouldn't have to uh, have these people call you on your phone, uh, whether it be landline or cell phone. They would, uh, they would have you wear this little device that looked like a pager. Yes, a pager. And basically what this pager would do, was it would listen so if there was a signal embedded on the radio station that you were listening to, the pager would pick that up and it would make, make note of uh, what the frequency was, what the time of day was, how long that it heard that signal. Also, whenever you go into a, um, 
a store like Walmart or so on and so forth, whatever store was that was willing to, to buy this service from Arbitron, they would, on the overhead uh, speakers, though, where they were playing music and stuff, they had this, this uh, inaudible signal embedded in that, uh, that system, that audio system. And that little pager, or it looks like a pager, would pick that up. So the, the pager wouldn't be able to tell if you were paying attention to the ads or the radio station, but it kept track of what you were hearing and when you were hearing it. And then at night, you would take that pager off and stick it in its charger, which was connected to the phone line, and that would call Arbitron and transfer all the information. Um, that isn't a bad idea. And in fact, if you remember um, the, I think, I think it's still Steven Spielberg movie, um, The Minority Report, they did the same thing, except in that movie, they used scanners that scanned the eyes, and that's why Tom Cruise had to have his eyes removed and other eyes put in, because they would actually scan your eyes and then target marketing straight to you. And that's the kind of level of information that Arbitron is gathering now and actually has been for three or four years. So anyway, um, that, that, that comment about the telemarketers not calling you on your cell phone is only partially true. <laughs> yes, the eyes did, did look like testicles in the bag. However, I think that might be a uh, that might be an issue for some women if if uh, testicles had you know pupils. I think that might be a, a bit distracting. <laughs> what <laughs> what you don't scratch your back, Wayne? <laughs> Wayne's making his own jokes over there. You know, Wayne is already in the future. It is already 2011 and has been for quite a while. What time is it over there, Wayne? Wayne is in New Zealand. That is CanTab 27. He was uh, he was on here earlier. And Wayne, you should have stayed on. There's nobody else calling in. So it's 5 p.m. Um, Saturday, January the 1st, 2011 or 2011. That's pretty cool. Do you, do you get any shows from the United States over there, Wayne? The Quaker. The Quaker State. No, it's the Quaker State. That's a motor oil claim. What, what all do you have in the stew, Terrell? Terrell? I'm sure you've got meat, but what else? Carrots? Celery? I'd like to have some stew right now. I had a sandwich a while ago. <laughs> Taters, carrots, broccoli. No, we don't put we don't put broccoli in our in our stew. Nothing wrong with it, but we just don't put that in there. Ooh, lima beans. Don't think I'd have lima beans in there. I'm gassy enough. Where's the broccoli? Wow. You must be running your own power plant over there, Terrell. 
Oh, hell, call. I thought that was very interesting. Jeep people. <laughs> Steph, you need to go down there and, and, and give her some support. <laughs> yeah, bay leaves. Yeah, we do bay leaves, oregano. Yeah, that's some good stuff. I bet you that does smell good. What time is it over there, Terrell? That, that's pretty late. I mean, it's 10 p.m. here. Are you are you cooking that for tonight? Yeah, I think the report would be, be very interesting. In fact, I was going to uh, the I got the cables in for my Skype connection two days ago, and um, I was actually going to try giving uh, giving you a call and uh, doing that. Okay, here's Karen calling in now. Let's see. Is everything on? Karen, can you hear me? We can hear you. Excellent. Thank you very much for being brave and calling in. <laughs> it, it took a lot. You guys can't see Karen's picture, but she has a very happy picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's leaning to the, it's leaning to the side. I don't know. Is, are you leaning to the right or the left there, Karen? Uh, that would be the left. That's a political question. <laughs> the right side i just wanted to say thank you to everybody for participating in my survey that i did a month ago um my professor was quite pleased with my paper and i got an a in the class and uh that's very much thanks to all of you it's been a while since uh it's been a while since we read the post why don't you tell tell everybody listening what it was that you were doing and and uh, the results and you know basically what you were looking for and what you found Okay, well, I'm a psychology student at Utah State University, and my minor is in sociology. So what makes people tick and think and work together is something that I'm totally interested in. And uh, actually, with an English folklore class this last semester, I had to uh, do a research project on a group of people that um, exist in community on the internet and um, what makes them tick and what makes them a, a group that gets along with each other and, and stays cohesive. And I fretted and fretted over what I was going to do my paper on. And after leaning over my husband's shoulder and listening to him laugh and uh, bust out hysterically, I thought, well, hey, I'll look into the Jeeps. And just so you all know, I owned a Jeep before I met him. <laughs> oh, okay. Long time ago. <laughs> so this was this wasn't like getting the wife interested in Star Wars or UFO theories or anything like that. There was this was something you were already into before. Yes. Uh my my parents owned a Jeep when I was younger and I had a Jeep uh several years ago. It actually saved my kids' lives in a car accident about six years ago. And uh so we've been quite enthusiastic over Jeeps for quite some time. Right. That's, so, a, that's excellent. Yeah. It was the, the unibody in my um, Jeep Cherokee limited edition 99 that saved my kids' lives. So, well, if you, don't, uh, if you don't mind going into it, what happened? Um, we were coming up to a stoplight, and I got rear-ended at 50 miles an hour. 
Um, I was at a standstill, got hit at 50. Right. And it accordion crunched the back end of the Jeep up into the rear axle. And then because of the body, it didn't go any further. And the state trooper that came said, if we'd have been in any other vehicle, my kids would have all died because of the impact. Was it a drunk driver or? No, it was actually a 16 year old girl who was late for work and was speeding on the highway. What was she driving? She was driving a small car. Thank goodness. Just a small car. And we were actually the center vehicle in a four car pileup. And my Jeep ended up in the back of a Chevy S10. And it took three tow trucks to pull the three cars apart. So oh. that's how, how bad the impact was. Yeah, I have pictures somewhere. <laughs> oh, you, you should put those up. That would be very interesting. I, I hate to see a good Jeep Cherokee down, but if it saves your life, and um, I think that happens more often than not, that, that's, that's wonderful. I mean, you know, if a, if a Jeep can give its life, saving its master, all the better. It, it definitely, definitely saved some lives that day. So actually, my youngest son was sitting in the middle um, center seat belt in the back seat, and the impact was so hard, it flung the seat belt. You know, they're just a, a tension strap. It slung open. The buckle stayed buckled, but it just broke the, the tension bar in it. And he flipped backwards over the seat and was shoulder to shoulder with the back seat and the rear window. Because oh it had crunched in so far. So it, it was a pretty, pretty nasty accident. How long ago was this? Oh, 2004. Yeah, it's it amazes me uh, that you know. I remember back when I, I was sixteen and first started driving, and the insurance was just horrendous for for the male, and not so much for the female. And I'm just really surprised that a female sixteen year old driver ran into the back of you like that. I would really have, would would have expected a a drunk driver or a young male driver. Yeah, yeah, it, it was just a young girl who was being stupid, but it definitely. Uh, very fond of the Jeep because of that. So, and then, you know, when a state trooper says, if it had been any other vehicle, you would not have survived. It, it definitely means something. <laughs> well, un unfortunately they see that all too often. So he probably has a pretty good estimate on uh, what the, the damage would have been otherwise. Um, I'm sorry. I got you off your, off your track on your, um... that, that's quite all right. Um, so the paper that I was writing, I wanted to show, that in a normal face-to-face -face group, the group elders are typically the older generation um, in age-wise. And in internet-founded groups, it doesn't always, the group elders aren't always the ones who have age on everybody else. They're ones who have experience, and that experience can be gained at a much younger age that puts them as a group elder and in my study what I found was that uh, the age ranges of members who utilize the websites um, tend to be very young in the the 25 to 35 range and then much older uh, in the 55 plus age range and it's the I'm, trying, I'm pulling my paper up right now. <laughs> oh, take your time. This is very impromptu, and don't worry about it. I mean, if I can get on here and say, um, every three and a half seconds, don't just take your time and breathe <laughs> and say, I got to take a break. That's fine. I always have music I can play. 
There you go. Uh, well, on the survey, the four members are very much a masculine group. I had uh, 84 respondents, and 80 of them were male with three females and one who preferred not to answer. Uh, in the age ranges, the majority of forum members are in the 18 to 25 age range. And then it, it drops off slightly to the 35, 36, and then it peaks again in the 40, 45 to 50 plus age range. And what I wanted to show was that the younger group members are there not just seeking advice from the older group members, but are also there to give advice because there's a break in the age ranges because people have their, their daily driver Jeeps. Um, and then when they get into their, their prime, their thirties to forties, um, they tend to, to go away from it. They're raising their families. They don't have the time. They don't have the money. And then when they hit their 45, 50, their golden years, they're coming back to get into their Jeeps. And so they're coming back and they're asking for mechanical advice. They're asking for group get togethers, um, a social outlet. And this survey proved very much that that's, that's the, the makeup of the group. Um, when you look at the household incomes of group members, the, there's, it's a U-shape on a graph where most of them are 35,000 and less. And then there's a dropout of middle income people. And then all of a sudden there's a huge burst of $75,000 a year plus income. And that kind of coincides with the age ranges of the members being primarily young and primarily older adults. It's really interesting. Uh, I had, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I had some suspicions that we had quite a few uh, what I would consider to be older uh, members. Uh, ever so often I'd see a birthday, you know, come up, um, a message, automatic message would go out saying happy birthday so-and-so. And most people would uh, allow their ages to be shown. And I was I was quite surprised to see how many uh, members were in their, their uh, late 30s, 40s, and even 50s. So... Uh, I had expected whenever I got back into off-road, when I first started getting off-road stuff, I was in my early 20s. And um, then what you said about raising the family and stuff uh, happened. And I probably still wouldn't be into it, but a, uh, we had a hurricane threaten us here on the Gulf Coast, and I said it thought it was kind of silly to have a Jeep and not have it capable to get the family out of harm's way. And it was right. a, and it was a good excuse. Um, I mean, let's, well. be, let's be realistic about it. So... Um, I was uh, I was really shocked to see how many of the uh, older, uh, more mature individuals were were doing the jeeps, and I was surprised how many women are are into it. I, I was quite surprised too when I was poking around at how many women there are actually jeep drivers and not not spouses or ride-alongs, but actual enthusiastic jeep owners. Right. They're primarily Wrangler drivers, though. Sure. Well, they can say they drive around topless and. You know, giggle. Exactly. <laughs> um, of all of the of all of the forums and websites that I surveyed, seventy um, percent or more, actually about eighty percent of drivers are Cherokee drivers, and only about three percent are Grand Cherokee drivers, uh, with about twenty percent, ten, fifteen percent being Wrangler drivers. So. And that, that was something that I found to be really interesting, too, in the study was 
where the Cherokees really stopped manufacturing what the late 90s, mid 90s, and moved to the the Grand Cherokee. So many drivers out there are so dedicated to the Cherokee model. Actually, 2001 was the last year for the Jeep Cherokee. Was it 2001? Yeah, and I, I, I thought that that was pretty interesting considering that. Well, you do know about the price difference between the Wranglers and the, oh, the Cherokees. Yeah. And <laughs> definitely. I don't know how about how you guys feel about it, but I would much rather, even though I love my, my Jeep Cherokee, and, and actually mine was brought, bought brand new, I would much rather buy a $1,000 Jeep Cherokee and roll it out on the trail than take a, a $15,000 used Wrangler and do the same thing with it. Right. And see, and that actually was another theory of mine, was that the the Cherokee drivers are primarily young and those who are returning after raising their families. And for young families or young drivers, a Cherokee is a lot less expensive to to get together than it would be to go and buy a brand new one. Exactly. Um, and then for, like, in our situation, we, we have a, a son that's approaching 15, and that was our excuse. <laughs> yeah. um, although my husband will be typing right now saying, it's not for him. <laughs> um, but that was definitely one of the excuses was, well, we can buy this for, you know, less than a thousand and get it running, and we have a toy. Right. So, so that that's part of the draw to, to have still so many Cherokee drivers out there is because so many of them are, there's so many available because they were so popular that you can purchase them and, and fix them for half the price of buying a brand new one. Oh yeah. The, uh, I think that there was almost 3 million of them manufactured between 1984 and 2001. Um, James was actually just talking about the, uh, the best year Jeep. And from the research that I've done, the, the 1999 model was the, the best one. Uh, it had all the, um, the latest modifications for uh, fuel economy. It also uh, did not have the, um, uh, the engine head that was prone to cracking. The 2000 and 2001s uh, had a problem with the head cracking, uh, I think due to, due to the massive amount of heat that is uh, created under the hood. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of them out there. Uh, I was talking to my mechanic one time uh, a few years ago, and I said, I don't know how, how smart it is, me putting all this uh, time and effort into my, my Cherokee because, you know, they stopped making them in 2001. And he said, well, keep in mind, there's a lot of uh, government agencies Forest Service and so on and so forth that bought Cherokees. So there's going to be a lot of Jeep Cherokee parts for a very, very long time. Right. Right. Well, and that was another thing, um, back to the folklore uh, aspect of my paper, because that was the the technical focus. Um, Having so many of them available, and now there's all of these companies, uh, your advertisers, that have popped up that support the Cherokee, it's not going away <laughs> for a very long time. There's performance parts that are available and, and everything. It, it's, it's not going away. And that's one of the elements of becoming a folklore um, for the Cherokee is that it's so widespread and uniformly known that it, it's become its own entity. And actually, one of the questions on my survey was what year your Jeep was. And I'm just pulling that up because I found that to be rather interesting, too. Um, 
it seems like there's a lot of um, pre-1997 uh, Jeep owners, just, just based on my mental collection of information from what I read on the, on the site. There seems right. to be fewer 97 plus. That's, there was a body style change in uh, 97. Right. And in, in the research that I did, the, the most common year was in, was around 87 to 89. And then it peaked again around 93 to 94 mm-hmm. in that time frame. Right. And then there's another group of 99 drivers. Right. But it, it's very clustered around specific years. Yeah, I wonder why that is. There's probably a, a there's probably a spurt as far as either the, how many they built or uh, what the vehicles are worth. Right, right. Um, another question that that I wanted to know was um, whether they were four by four drivers or just. Uh, whatever Jeep was available at the time. Cause my, my 99 Jeep that, that saved us in our crash was not a four by four. Um, but 81% of drivers have four by fours. Right. <laughs> Actually it's more than 84. It's about 97%. I'm looking at a different, uh, format here. Um, another thing that was interesting on, on the, the whole U shape of the, demographic makeup um 47 percent of drivers have had more than one jeep before and uh 15 percent currently own more than one jeep and 37 percent it's their first jeep so that that shows that drivers are dedicated to their jeeps they they drive them and they will own them forever Excellent. <clears throat> Jim was just saying that <clears throat> he doesn't like to wheel an OBT2 Jeep. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, um, I guess it would be a communica- engine communication sensor system. So I don't know. That would be a, the 96 on, I believe, was when they came out with OBD2. So it sounds like the, um, the, the Jeep information that you collected was uh, something that you didn't expect to find. Did you have any preconceived notions going into the... Uh, when you were collecting the information? Um, I had some preconceived notions because obviously I'm familiar with the Jeep um, because I had one and we currently have one. And my husband's been in the forums for almost a year now. Um, so I had some preconceived notions and for the most part, they, they pretty much were, were dead on. Oh, good. Um, which is good. That's what I wanted to show is that there's definitely an element of community. Um, one, one other really interesting thing was how people became uh, involved with the forum. And uh, the majority of Jeep drivers out there actually found their forums through internet searches. And with almost 97% finding them through internet searches. But over half of them have already met up with people that they've met on the forums for trail rides and Jeep rallies, like you guys were talking about earlier. And that, that's interesting. I would have thought it would have been um, um, on one end of the U and the younger age group on the other to have so many members 
having already met each other and continuing to foster those in-person relationships with people that they've met on the forums. Hmm. It sounds like there's a lot of people wheeling together and not talking about what website they visit. <laughs> well, in my paper, I have a list of the, the forums that I surveyed. And um, I can tell you really quick uh, that XJ Talk is one of the highly frequented websites. Oh, really? So, I was expecting to hear bad news. <laughs> there's some uh, there's some very good websites the out there. It's not the highest, but um, at least 32% of the the 80 people that I surveyed do frequent XJ Talk. That's great. That's great to hear. So, and obviously, everybody got to to visit my survey. So, uh there's a little advertisement in there too. <laughs> Oh, sure. No, no problem. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. The first time I saw the survey, I was looking at this going, now this looks like a market research study for somebody that's going to start up a Jeep website. <laughs> well, no, it was honest to goodness for research related to university studies. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's just me. And, and the way I look at it, and I've always said this, if somebody has a better Jeep website than me, then I'm not doing it right. Um, and people should go to the, the other site until I learn how to do it the right way. So uh, that's the way I looked at it, and that's why I went ahead and did the survey. <laughs> well, I thank you very much, and I don't want to take up any more of your time. Um, and I just want to say another big thank you to everybody for helping me, and I'll get Stefan to post a PDF of the paper if you're interested in the, the nitty-gritty about communities and folklore well i know i would be and i'll be happy to work with him to get that up on the site there's uh there's other ways of getting the information up than just putting it in a post i can actually uh, put a, a page uh, unto itself and we can do uh, standard html um uh, a standard html document uh or even a, a pdf that's embedded into the html so um steph just work with me and, and um, you can actually send me uh, if you want to just send me the docx or the PDF uh, to Tony at xjtalk.com, T-O-N-Y at xjtalk.com, uh, I'll work to get that up. That'll be great. There's uh, a lot of jokes and pictures in the paper and the appendixes that are pretty neat and very Jeep specific. Oh, cool. So it's not going to be just a black and white type thing. Oh, no. It's a 30-page paper, but 13 pages or so are jokes. <laughs> wow, that's great. So uh, what this is, uh, where in your degree are you? I just became a senior two weeks ago. Wow, so you're getting close. Getting close. And you're getting to pick on all the freshmen now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, thank you very much for calling in. You're more than welcome to stay on, but... I know it can be kind of stressful, um, especially when you're doing this for the first time. So, um, but if you would like to get off, that's not a problem. Uh, thank you very much. And thank you to Steph for probably encouraging you to do this. Yes, he did very much. Uh, Blue Dragon, uh, how does that make you feel? That is definitely my question. I don't know um, how many of you know what Stefan does, but he does brain surgery on rats. So the joke in the family is he will do their surgery treatment, and then I'll ask them how they felt about that when they're done. 
Well, I don't know. I'm glad XJ Rat's not on the uh, in the chat room tonight. He might be offended. <laughs> so maybe I need to get Steph on here. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a bit of a nerd, and when I hear about brain surgery on rats, I know that's got to be testing because uh, I don't think the Obama healthcare package is for rats. So he's got to be doing <laughs> he's got to be doing something in the form of trying to figure something new and special out. It's not. I I, I wouldn't think that it would be a a uh, cyber implant. Um, um, I, okay, I'll just wait and maybe I can talk Steph into talking about it. Nobody else will probably care, but I like that type of stuff. Well, unless there's any questions for me, I'm going to sign on out. You guys got any questions for Karen? Start asking. The clock is ticking. The last thing I see is Robo Rats. And I bet you don't want any questions from Steph. <laughs> I don't see any. I think we stunned them. They didn't know questions were coming up. There you go. But Karen, thank, right. thank you very much. Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you very much, and I hope you have a uh, you and Steph and your 15 year old who lost his Jeep to Steph and you. Uh, I hope you all have a very happy New Year. You too. Thanks. Well, that was a very interesting call. I thought that was uh, very interesting. And, of course, you know, from the running of the website aspect, it was all very good information, like I was saying, uh, from the market research standpoint. And uh, the the thing that we're doing with, um, and when I say we, it's you guys buying the business cards and me you know, uh, doing the design and having them shipped to you. But it's very interesting to hear that the thing that we're doing with the XJ Talk business cards is actually potentially filling a, a gap that uh, Karen found in her um, her study. Because she said, if and I think I heard this right, she said that a lot of the, the members online knew each other uh, on the trails or knew each other prior to being on the website. And they, they found the website through internet searches so you guys aren't <clears throat> talking about what websites you go to I mean according to her survey and according to the answers that we're giving to the survey and we can only uh, assume that everybody was was honest about that uh, sometimes I think it's easier to maybe not think about it but click on the answer and move on so you can get done Let's see. Terrell says, I found the website through meeting Pops98XJ. Oh, yeah. Didn't he meet you in a parking lot and uh, tell you about the site, if I remember the post properly? Okay. Yeah, Terrell says, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I was happy to hear that. Uh, uh, Pops didn't, doesn't post that often, and Finney... Uh, XJ, uh, I see him on from time to time, but I don't see him on that often. So I was really happy to hear that uh, Pops98 thought it, thought enough of the site to be telling people to you know stop somebody in a parking lot and say, hey, nice Jeep, and this is the site you need to go to. Of course, I'm assuming that he, he told you one site and not three, and you you know just uh, you know happened to go to one of the three or four that he told you about. I know the first uh, the first Jeep site that I went to, I was having a, a strange noise in the front end, and um, uh, I went over. I was trying to find something online, not knowing anything about any websites 
for Jeep Cherokees. I was just trying to find something specific for the Jeep Cherokee. And I found NAXJA.org. Nadja? Nadja? I never can pronounce that. I don't even try. Actually, I just did. So I'm lying. At any rate, uh, I went over there, and I bet you I probably saved um, four, five, six hundred dollars based on the help that I that I got uh, from those people. And um, <laughs> and uh, I would say about ninety eight, ninety nine percent of the people over there on that site are great. They're they're more than happy to help you. And then there's a few that are just assholes, and they they just want to tell you, you know, why didn't you search? Are you really that that stupid? And man, that just rubs me the wrong way. I was pretty lucky. Um, that really didn't happen to me. And when it did, I made my feelings known about it in a, uh, I think, a mature uh, manner. And I got a couple of apologies. Um, I just don't understand why people just don't move along. You know, if they don't like what they what they're reading, ignore it. Go to a post you do like, or yeah, or go over to Pirate Pirate Four by Four. I tell you what, there is some great tech uh, uh, discussions on Pirate. Uh, absolutely, hands down, just a wonderful place to go and see some some wild, crazy-ass stuff. But um, I never go there. And I'll be honest with you guys, um, I wanted to get to the point on XJ Talk where that's the only place I needed to go to have my uh, Jeep Cherokee fun, to get my Jeep Cherokee fixed for the day. And I don't go to the other sites. Uh, I just read what you guys read. I just comment on what uh, on your posts, and it keeps me entertained almost um, 10, 12 hours a day. I'm, I'm really happy about that. Yeah, don't post on Pirate. <laughs> Posting on Pirate, you need to have a flame retardant suit on. Well... I guess so. Um, uh, Terrell says, people think that being assholes is telling it like it is. And I know uh, manly men uh, tell you exactly where it is and where you should put it. And I don't necessarily have a problem with that in a face-to-face environment. But I I, I do have a problem. Excuse me. I do have a problem whenever it is. behind the relative safety of your your glowing screen 500, 1,000, 1,500 miles away from the person that you're offending. Um, you know, have the, the, um, the gall to say that to my face. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to hit that face. I'm just saying that whenever you're within arm's reach of somebody saying that, you are saying it with some passion and vigor that you may not... You, that mo- that some people may not do face to face. Keyboard Rangers. Oh, I think Dalton is taking off. Hey, Dalton, thanks for uh, thanks for dropping by and thanks for the call earlier. Have a very happy New Year, and uh, we'll see you on the website. This is Big Jim three fifty, and I. In love, xjtalk.com. Yes, Jim, we all do. Speaking of vigor. This segment is brought to you by Iron Man 4x4, the toughest, most adjustable control arms in the industry. Iron Man 4x4 has a wide variety of rugged off-road suspension products, 
that are overbuilt and underpriced. Visit IronMan4x4Fab.com today. That's IronMan4x4Fab.com. XJTalk.com. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. <laughs> yeah, the other one is funnier, but <laughs> I, I like to play that one a lot. But see, uh, I think I, I don't know if you caught that on the uh, on the podcast or if you were listening to the live show last Wednesday, but I went to um, Mark at Detours and Andy at Ironman 4x4 and uh, a couple of other vendors as well and and asked them i said hey i'm i'm you know got this this live show this podcast thing going on would you be interested in uh having some advertising on there and <laughs> your wife is getting pissed what's going on oh <laughs> she wants you off the computer okay terrell thanks a lot and i really appreciate the information on the uh the bolts i had no idea it makes perfect sense but i, I had no idea about, about how that worked so great information have a very happy new year <laughs> so anyway i uh, i got some responses i got responses back from everybody but uh, i was trying not to use my words in the advertisement i mean this is their business and i don't want to i don't want to say something or or present their business in such a way that it would be contrary to the way they would want it presented so i sent mark a message and i said uh, hey you know i'm, I'm going to do this thing it, i would like to put an advertisement or two on there do you have something that you could give me uh then I, I thought maybe he had something or he had something in mind and he gave me about five words to use and it was getting, it was, I guess that was like Monday or so. And it was getting closer to the Wednesday show. And I think on Wednesday, I, uh, I finally got around to emailing him saying, hey, uh, okay, how's this? And, and I, I put those four words into uh, two sentences, I think. So I, you know, I kept it short. There wasn't anything. I didn't want to keep any, you know, do a 30-minute show, an infomercial or anything. So I sent it back to him and saying, how's this? And he says, that sounds great. And uh, I said, okay, great. Uh, this is what I'll I'll record this and, and play this on the show, and then later he he sent me a, a message saying uh, about the um, the the safe sex comment word by word word for word that's in the commercial. He sends me that in the email, and I said uh, I said great I'll add that I haven't done the, actually I hadn't done the recording at that point and I said great I'll, I was just getting ready to do the recording I'll add that, and then I guess an hour or so went by and he said. Uh, like LOL, I double dog dare you. And my response back to him, because I wanted to make sure that he was serious about this, my re- response back to him was, oh, there's no daring necessary. I've already done the recording and it's ready to go, which I hadn't done it yet. And I got no response from him. And it was he had plenty of time to respond back. So after an hour or two hours, uh, it was getting close to showtime, so I went ahead to, to rec- I went ahead to to make the recording of that commercial, and I did it. And of course, it just struck me funny that it needed the sound of a squealing pig in it. So, um, literally about thirty minutes before the show was supposed to come on, I just did a quick search for you know pig squealing, and I found a a very long recording of a baby pig squealing. So I took a, a section of that and stuck it on the end of the uh, of the commercial, and I was I was sitting here like a like an idiot, laughing at this recording that I had done listening to it, and I really didn't have time to um, 
try to run around and get you know the girls or or my wife over here to listen to it uh i just kind of went with it but it was uh it was something i really enjoyed anyway with that long story i'll uh, i have to play it now so here we go this segment brought to you by detoursusa.com 10 years of innovating not imitating xj products check out www.detoursusa.com and detours wants to remind everyone to practice safe sex no pig borking till you wrap that rascal <laughs> so the next day mark says that uh <laughs> mark says that he was uh he was having family time with the uh, the family 8 p.m my time and he was only able to catch about the last 15 minutes or so of the show uh, the live show i think that's what he said but he played the entire podcast in the in the shop uh the next day and he says the commercial was great so you know i tried to call this bluff uh, he went for it and, uh, he enjoyed it. So he's got a, he's got a pretty good sense of humor about things. And, uh, I think he would be, um, he probably would hurt himself business wise if he, if he did everything that he thinks and, and says, like if you're talking to him on the phone, he's really funny, does wonderful work. Both those bumpers I have on my Jeep are just beautiful, beautiful job. So if you guys, uh, I would seriously, seriously consider going with the, tailbone or the backbone system uh it's a lot cheaper to, sh- to ship and you have the the looks of a uh, of the factory uh stock bumpers but you still have a winch and you still have recovery points front and rear uh and it, it, i don't know some people like tech carriers some people don't um to me it, it, it's a must so you get a, a tire carrier so you can carry a full-size spare which I don't think that they could make a donut big enough to put on a um, to put on a four-wheel drive, the one that was lifted with 32s or 33s. Yeah, the backbone was a beautiful idea. We just got to find a better way to get stuff shipped over to you, uh, Wayne. Uh, we need an XJ Talk boat so we can just load her up, cruise over there, drop things off, come back. You know, maybe maybe pick up a load of kiwis or something that's you know expensive over here, but it's cheap there. All right. Well, the both both phone lines are open. We had a bunch uh, we had a bunch more phone calls than I thought we were going to, and they all seemed to happen at the first part of the show. And um, now um, it's been pretty open, pretty lax. So if you guys want to uh, give a give a call, I would uh, like to talk with you. Taking live calls. Yes, dead calls are are not welcome. Zombies have a tendency just to, you know, moan and groan. Which could be good, but not on this show. Let's see, taking calls live. Do I need a comma in there? I'll put an at sign. No, not taking Ah, uh, I see. Talking calls. Jim may wind up being my producer. Then I can bitch about misspellings. Nothing to beep out zombie calls. I think it'd be kind of funny to have a, a beep thing here, but uh, I'd have to have a, a delay and all kinds of stuff. 
it'd be fun to uh, do like what the like what you see on uh, Jimmy Kimmel and stuff where they where they um, um, beep things that don't need to be bleeped. Some of that stuff, um, <clears throat> some of the kids stuff is not uh, not what I would consider to be good things to beep. Okay, somebody's on the phone. Let's see who it is. Thanks for calling. Oh. They hung up. Who called and hung up? I was going to play the XJ Talk Live phone call. I'm going to play it anyway. Somebody's calling. Somebody answered the damn phone. It's an XJ Talk Live phone call. I'm pretty sure it was live. Well, they're not calling back. The number showed up on the caller ID. I could call them back. You know, I'm wondering if that was uh, 4.3 LXJ. This is the, the number that I've got up here is the, the voicemail number. And I've just got it forwarded to my home phone. So somebody may have been calling for the uh, voicemail. Let's see. We'll try it again. Anybody there? Yeah. Oh, I hear the show in the background. You're going to have to turn that down because it's going to drive you nuts. Okay, it's down. So who have we got? Oh, this is 4.3 XJ. See, I told you that's what I thought it was. <laughs> well, I got I got something about Susie's phone or something like that when I called before, and I'm going, I don't think I did that right. Really? Yeah. Just doing some adjustments here. You're a little loud. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'm talking too loud. Now, let me adjust it here because uh, loud is good for a change. Most everybody is, uh, their audio is down a little bit. So you must be one of the guests here in the chat room. Uh, yeah, right now. I'm, I'm doing a little bit of, of, uh, of the chat, but, uh, haven't been uh, active for a few minutes in that. I've been trying to update the, the viewer list. Um, this is Steve, 4.3 LXJ from xjtalk.com, and Steve is one of our moderators, and Steve is out in California. Steve has a real interesting build. Steve, I actually need to, I think I've told you about this before. I actually need to get you on uh, on here and do a, a nice long interview with you on your on your Jeep. You've done some pretty interesting things on on your jeep very different than what i've seen on the typical jeep cherokee build well nobody can accuse me of uh, thinking inside of the box yeah that's uh, that's pretty cool i like that i mean you know of course i went with what was safe what could i do that everybody else is doing well uh, a lot of it is is i'm cheap i just <laughs> make a lot of my own stuff <laughs> if i had to buy it all i'd still be buying a bumper or something yeah, uh, those bumpers I got were very expensive. Very nice, but I kind of looked at it like, um, what would it cost me to buy all the stuff, and then where would I put it, and how? What's what's the crap that I'm gonna? The first crap that I make, what's it gonna look like? Crap. So I'll save that for well, my second XJ. Yeah, well, I, I've been fabricating now for a long, long time, and I used to do some of that kind of stuff for a living as a millwright. So, uh, you know, that's 
I, I own the tools, and so, yeah, might as well. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Plus, you have a, a nice little place to work, from what I understand. Yeah, I've got a good-sized shop now. I've, I've had small shops. I've had barns with dirt floors and uh, uh, all kinds of stuff. But right now, I've got a, a 24 by 40 shop, so I can uh, fit more than one rig in there and work on them. Oh, that's great. Uh, I didn't realize fact, it was that big. Well, in fact, I've had three. I've had both the Mighty Mice in there and and then my XJ. So uh, working on it. So uh, it starts getting a little cramped with three of them in there, but uh, still quite doable. You need to get a, uh, a webcam set up. Well, that's right. You don't have the um, you don't have the high speed internet, or at least the the the, the cheap internet out there. A webcam would be kind of fun to watch. I've got a webcam on my laptop, um, but uh, the thing is, is I'm on a broadband, and it's fairly high speed for a broadband, but, uh, uh, you know, I have a, a limited amount of, of uh, data that I can use per month. Right, and you use that for your business uh, as well, don't you? Yeah, but I don't use much of it for my business. I oh, okay. Do, you know, a few emails and stuff like that. Gotcha. You know, I, I've got to download some software here as soon as people get back from the New Year's. But other than that, you know, the, yeah, I use it for my business, but, you know, the the 99% of it, uh, in, well, not quite that much, but at least 90% of it ends up uh, being time that I spend on the forums and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, I thought maybe you were trying to make sure that the uh, you had enough um, enough time on the Internet left so that you can actually make some money for it and, and not spend it all. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, I don't make my money off of the net. Um, I uh, I make money off of what I print, and then I mail it. So, you know, FedEx or something. Right. So, uh, uh, I, you know, like I say, you know, I do a lot of stuff with forums. Wife does her stuff with uh, email and that sounds like a pretty nice existence. <clears throat> I guess you, uh, do you ever get stir-crazy being there at the house? No, no, I, hey, I always have plenty to do. I can, I still have projects lined up on the XJ. Oh, have I, all the parts and everything. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I need to finish all the stuff I've started. My wife has a hard time. My wife has a hard time understanding how I can stay in the house or, or not go someplace because she's a, a go someplace kind of person. Although, yeah. Oh, although in the last eighteen years that we've been together, or nineteen, uh, we include the dating, um, she's gotten more like me. She doesn't like going as much as she used to. Well, we go places. Wife and I do. You know, we um, we like to uh, go someplace for the weekend, or we'll just. Decide, hey, we're going to go to Sacramento and go shopping, and which is you know an hour and a half, two hours away for us, and or uh, we'll go to Reading and go shopping, or or whatever, and we'll just spend the day doing that, and then we'll come home, and here we are. Do you go in the uh, the Cherokee, or do you take something else? No, we take a Subaru. Uh, we I've got a, a Subaru XT with a turbo on it, and it's nice to drive in traffic. How do, you, how do you like it when you're sitting down low, though? Oh, that's not bad. You know, I'm I'm used to it. I've been, I, you know, I'm brand loyal to Jeep, but I'm also brand loyal to Subarus, and we've had a lot of them. 
So Yeah, they seem to be a good vehicle. Of course, I have a problem <clears throat> with that commercial, a uh, Subaru commercial, where they, uh, they go out and, and drive through some uh, minimal mud and then happen, to pin, happen upon a parade and get cheers from the crowd. And uh, <laughs> I would like to add um, them going through some more aggressive mud getting stuck and having a Jeep Cherokee winch them out. And oh, then, well, of course. <laughs> and, then the, and then the Jeep Cherokee bringing them into town, and then the parade crowd cheering them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But you know. Well, the, I'll tell you, I, I got impressed one day. I was down at the local swimming hole by my house up in Oregon, and uh, there was this Subaru Brat, uh, early 80s Subaru Brat. Oh, I think I remember this those. guy. Yeah, you remember them? Just kind of a toy pickup. Yeah. Anyway, they he had that thing. Stock tires, there was nothing uh, except that it had the two-speed transfer case in it. So it had a low range of sorts, not like ours, but it was a lower range. Mm-hmm. And he was driving that thing out in the water on, on Round River Rock, doing a donut, coming back in, hitting the shore, getting airborne, down do another donut back out in the water, and I thought, man, <laughs> I'm impressed. Wouldn't do that with my own, but, uh, you know, he did it without any damage. <laughs> so, it's, you know, I, I... It's really amazing what the vehicles will take. I, I put a couple of uh, YouTube videos up with the, I don't know what model Subaru it was, but this guy was going through some aggressive mud. I had a lot more, um, better, I had a much better feeling about the Subaru all-wheel drive after seeing him go through that mud. I don't think that I would take anything that low to the ground through the the ruts he was going through, but he was making it. Well, you can, you can take it through some ruts, but uh doesn't have anything for a breakover angle. Right. Yeah, that was mud. I mean, it certainly wasn't, it wasn't on rocks, but... As long as you keep your forward speed up, you should be okay. Yeah, they they do fairly well. Of course, you know, if you put some decent tires on them, uh, you know, they they do well. Uh, I was, uh, again, up in Oregon, uh, we had an an 81 wagon, and a guy called me up and wanted me to bring my truck over and pack the snow down in his driveway. And I didn't want to take my big old power wagon over there, so I took the Subaru over there and did it. I was pushing snow with the bumper and everything and got his driveway packed down and said, okay, see ya. <laughs> did he complain when you showed up in a small vehicle? Uh, he was shaking his head, and he said, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, do stuff like, I do stuff like that with my wife um, where I'll I'll do something that's you know, she thinks is difficult to do and I'll, I'll show her how easy it was. And, and, uh, yeah, I know she wants to hit me and I kind of get the feeling it's the same thing with, with this guy is like, man, pull out your car and do it your own damn self. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people are timid. Yeah, that's very true. I, I get timid, but, uh, once I experience it, then I'm less, less so. I guess that's common. Uh, in most people, uh, big Jim 350 and, uh, Argonard, Rini, uh, are different in that aspect. They uh, they tend to just go for it. Yeah, I, I do up to a certain point. Um, I had a CJ5 that I uh, that I would routinely get airborne in. Oh my goodness! But I had a well, I had a Dana 44 front in it, and I was marketing uh, lift kits at the time, and 
and I had lift kits that would be analogous to Iron Man Andy stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you know, I, I I had some 15 inch wide tires on and and uh, ag tires and and uh, you know I'd go out and hit it and and uh, I was a real crowd crowd pleaser on the racetrack. I was always airborne. <laughs> they loved it. Well, you had some nice and, cushions. Uh, did what? What kind of air pressure did you run on those fifteen-inch wide tires? Uh, depends on where I was at. Um, uh, eight in the front and uh, five in the back on mud, and on sand I was at uh, uh, five and two and a half. My goodness, and and I would assume you get you got airborne no matter what the surface was. Yeah. Okay. But I had tubes in the tires. Oh, okay. And contrary to, to what a lot of people don't know, it, you know, everybody assumes that a rim is a rim, but they, uh, DOT changed the uh, specs on uh, rims somewhere. I don't know. Whenever everybody started losing beads, that's when they changed them. Um, it used to take 40 pounds of air to seat a, a, any kind of a tire on any kind of a rim the safety beads were bigger. And somewhere along the line, they turned the uh, safety beads down a skosh so that they would seat with 10 or 15 pounds of air. And I don't know if that was an OSHA thing or whatever, but the bottom line is is that it makes it easier to lose a bead. Uh, Back in the old days, back in the day, it was much harder to lose a bead. Well, let me make uh, let me make sure I understand because it sounds like to me this is good because you can only you can run lower pressure and still keep a bead. That is correct. So lowering it never, to ten or fifteen is better than when it was at forty. Uh, you mean as far as running a tire? Yeah, running it at low pressure. Yeah, well, for for off road purposes, yeah. Okay. But nowadays, if you run a if you take a regular tubeless tire you know, as you well know, and and you run it at five pounds, you are going to unseat the bead on the thing. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Tire, tire construction has changed, and uh, uh, so has the uh, specs on, on any of the new safety beads on the rims. Uh, even the stock ones, I think, on the XJs, I think we're subject to those new uh, rules. So, uh, you know, if you, if you go below 15 pounds... You can take a bead off. Right. And interestingly enough, um, I read an article in Four Wheeler, and, and I had an experience to back it up. Um, I was up wheeling in the rocks, and uh, they weren't big rocks. But uh, anyway, I was coming down the hill, and I rolled. Uh, I, I lost air in the downhill tire, but it wasn't the outside bead that broke. It was the uh, it was the inside bead because the thing wrinkled and it and it uh, wrinkled up the uh, the bead surface and and the tire just you know went flat right now. Those large uh, openings have a tendency to let the air go out very quickly. Oh yeah, for sure. But I mean, it was it was it was not the side you would expect. You would expect right. the side is rolling under to be the one that you lose, and it, and it wasn't. It was the inside where it was getting actually pressed against the uh, the rim mm-hmm. that uh, lost the air, and, and that's the one we had to reseat. So do you still lose a bead when you run a tube? 
if you do, it, it's, uh, it's, it's not a big deal. Um, I like running tubes if I can. Um, that, uh, that same CJ5, I, uh, uh, got a little airborne one day and, and, uh, didn't quite make it to the other side that I was aiming for. And, and, uh, I hit, uh, the top of a berm and I bent my double tubed 44 and I bent about a six inch, uh, part on the bead on the rim and you can see the tube and everything and stick your finger in there and, and poke it, but, uh, <laughs> never lost any air. It, you know, finished the race with, uh, with the tube visible. Wow. So, uh, you know, tubes are a good deal. And, you know, unfortunately the industry has gotten away from using tubes, even in bias ply tires. And, and I'm a firm believer. So can you put tubes? I mean, if nothing else, it sounds like a great uh, off-road addition. Can you put tubes in, in uh, any tire? Yeah, or? you can. Yeah, you can. Um, there's there's two kinds of tubes. There's radial tubes and bias ply tubes. And the bias ply tubes, you can get, uh, there's all kinds of them for uh, uh, 31 and 32-inch tires. And you can stretch them a wee bit for a 33, no problem. And... If you ever lose a bead, it's not a big deal. You still have air in the tire. You just may not have the bead seated. Um, and, and in fact, I doubt that it even come off because it, you'd never lose the air. And if it did, all you have to do is put a little air to it. Don't even have to take it off the vehicle or jack it up, and it would reseat it. And uh, away you go. Well, I thought, oh, yeah, the, uh, the internal bead locks that are really quite expensive. It sounds like that would be a nice uh, alternative to spending a lot of money for the internal uh, bead yes. locks. Uh, yeah, that's on my list of things to buy. <laughs> so you wouldn't run, just run a tube instead? I'd rather run one of those instead because uh, the, the Ston bead locks, the internal bead locks, right. gives you a, a run flat option also. Wow, I didn't realize that. Well, you can. I mean, they don't advertise it, but it's uh, it's a little taller than the than the rim, and so if you were if you had a radial, for instance, that had a tear in the sidewall or or some silly thing like that, where it, you couldn't air it back up, um, uh, a radial runs fine, almost flat, as long as you keep the rim off the ru- the sidewall rubber, right? And you could just uh, Drive wherever you needed to drive on one of those. You put 50 pounds of air in those stones. That's interesting. Those things are, what, three, $400? Or maybe more. I can't remember. 159 a pair, I think. That's not as bad. That's not as bad as I thought. No, they're not too bad. And, you know, they're reasonable. Um, the, the thing is, though, that if you take those down to your local four-wheel drive shop to have them install them, you might pay that much again. <laughs> yeah, I understand. They don't like those too much. No, you got to drill a hole. You got to drill another hole in the the uh, rim and uh, for the valve stem for the ston, and you got to put the tire on, and then you got to kind of take it off, and then you got to put the on in and then you got to put it on you got to jockey things around make sure the little things for the 
that allow you to put air into the tire, don't get, you know, moved around and this and that and the other. And, and uh, you know, I, I'd say it probably takes you an hour to mount a tire <laughs> by hand. So, yeah, yeah but... they're, they're not cheap to get to have it done. You'd want to do it yourself. Right. <clears throat> how do you... One other... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, how do you handle that if you're if you do mount the tires yourself, and you're, um, you know, you have a failure on a tire, you can't take it. You don't you you don't have the road hazard, so you don't take it down and and have somebody um, repair it. Do you keep tires spare tires so that if you tear one up, you just mount another one? Or I mean, obviously you got a well, spare I, tire, but yeah. Well, I would have, you know, if I got stones, I'd get five of them. Right and run a run a full size spare, and uh, but, but once you I don't but once you've tor- torn up that tire, I, I would assume the ston would probably still be okay, but the tire itself you would need to replace. Yeah. So you just go down and buy you another one and mount it yourself. I mean, I've thought about doing that too. I mean, how hard would it be to mount a tire? And you could always use the airsoft beads for for uh, dynamic balancing of the of the the tire and wheel. But I was um, I was a little concerned about how much time would be involved if I went out there one day, like happened to me a couple of months ago, and one of the tires was flat. I mean, as it was, I was able to air the tire up, find out where where the problem was, and estimate that I would be able to get to the tire place before I lost the air enough to damage the tire. So I went over there, and you know, an hour and a half later, they've got it fixed. Frankly, I think it'd have been faster for me to change it, but but anyway, that's the way I handled that. Yeah. Well, um, I have a question actually about using the uh, the beads with a ston because I I think what would happen eventually is you would start getting uh, uh, beads in between the ston and the sidewall of the tire, and it would eventually rub a hole in the uh, internal beadlock. Hmm. That's where it touches where it touches the uh, tire. Um, they have had some issues with having a sharp spot on the uh, inside of the bead, and they they tell you now that uh, you need to smooth all that stuff off. You need to have a smooth inside, or you can uh, rub yourself a hole in it. Uh-oh, I didn't lose you, did I? What's that? I thought I lost you. Heard a little, nope. heard a little cl- uh, click there that I thought maybe it had uh, disconnected. No, I'm still here. But anyway, I I question whether you can use the uh, the the beads with the uh, internal beadlock. Uh, haven't heard anybody say definitively yes or no, but uh, I have my doubts. Okay, well, excuse my ignorance, but maybe this is good. <clears throat> Does that mean that you would have to use a a wheel that did not have uh, beads built into it, or you would have to remove those beads, or I mean, a bead isn't something they add. That's built into the wheel, correct? Well, are you talking about, well, the bead, what they normally call the bead is that, that little raised lip that's about an inch from uh, the uh, uh, outside of the rim there where the, where the, uh, where the tire bead, what they call it, uh, sits. That's that area where the tire seals. Yeah, it's the piece. It's it's a piece of. I mean, I guess it would be a combination of the wheel and the tire. Yeah. 
would that whole thing be called the bead, or is the bead normally just the part on the wheel? Um, actually, I think technically it is the just the tire itself. Okay. So, so does that mean that you would need to have tires that did not have a bead? Otherwise, it might damage the internal bead lock? No, you need, you need to have the bead on it because the, uh, the tire needs that friction so that it doesn't spin on the wheel. Yeah, that makes sense. So are you saying that you're, you may just wind up having a problem using the internal bead locks because of the, the bead on the, the, the no, tire? No, I just, I just get good tires and, and balance them. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I've got a, a bucket of, of old tire weights here and just balance the things myself. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I, 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 I missed it, what you were talking about as far as the damage that can occur. How could the damage oh, okay. occur? Oh, okay. The, well, what happens is with the, the internal bead locks is, is you have a, an inner tube that's kind of contained with inside of a, uh, uh, a solid band. And that solid band adds, or its function is to make the that inner tube spread to the sides instead of spreading out. And so it's the, the pressure of that soft inner tube against the bead of the uh, tire there that holds it to the rim and keeps it from, from popping off. Right. You know, in a corner or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is, is that uh, there has been some looked at some other forums and so forth. There has been some times where the, uh, and there is an alternative brand, by the way, that I found someplace. It's a little bit cheaper. But uh, anyway, there is uh, some instances where there was uh, a sharp spot due to the molding on the, uh, the ty- inside of the tire. And that sharp rubber that wasn't just like the rest of the tire actually wore a hole in the bead lock, and then, of course, it leaked. Uh, okay. And uh, so um, that's why I say you pro- I'm going to say tentatively you probably can't use those uh, airsoft uh, uh, little BBs in your tires for balancing with, with those internal bead locks. Gotcha. <clears throat> I see what you're saying now. That's That's where I missed it. I didn't. I didn't catch the uh, using the beads with the uh, that. Well, I would think that would be a problem because the the uh, internal bead locks is basically it's like an inner tube, isn't it? It just is more has yeah, more friction. Yeah, it's just an inner tube that's contained contained in a band. Is all it is. Yeah. Okay. Now I understand, or I understand better. I won't say I understand completely. <laughs> I think only fools do that. Although I'm I'm, uh-huh. I, I'm foolish from time to time, but I yeah, to, well I have been too, but I'm I uh, don't like to admit it. Yeah, I try to minimize it as much as possible or divert if I can. Uh, make sure nobody's looking. Well, the neat thing about having admin powers on the site, if I if I type something in wrong, I can change it in my original post and and all the quotes. If anybody quotes me, I can change it there too. <laughs> there you go. So unless they do a oh, screen I- capture, I'm good. There you go. Well, I, I fixed one for uh, for Wayne over in New Zealand the other day. He had a misspelling, and I thought, oh, hey, I'll just fix this for him and hit the edit button and fix it for him, and 
nobody was the wiser. Yep, yep. I, uh, that's my nature, is to correct things. And I have tried extremely hard not to do that on the site. I mean, I am by no means perfect when it comes to spelling or so on and so forth, but I use a spelling checker, and I try to make sure that I use the right words. Because, um, you know, the spell, spelling checker will, will authorize incorrect words like H-E-A-R instead of H-E-R-E. So oh, yeah. I try to I try to pay attention to that. I try to make the sentence make sense or the paragraph or whatever. <clears throat> I try to space things out. And, you know, I, I, I probably put up about an 85% um, effort into the things that I write. And I will almost always refuse to proofread anything. <laughs> so, but anyway, with, with, with that said, I've tried to stay really, really far away from editing people's stuff. About the only thing that I edit is um, um, pictures because people will put pictures in there, and I don't know why. They will put the image tag, the, the bracket image bracket, twice yeah. on the picture. And then whenever you're looking at the document or looking at the post, you see bracket image bracket the picture and then at the other end of it, you see the bracket slash IMG bracket. So uh, there's a, there's one individual that does that a lot that I'm going to send them a, a PM, but I just didn't want to put them off, you know, because it's really nice having yeah. the pictures. Yeah, well, I only did that once for Wayne, and, you know, and I just, because uh, I proofread everything because my typing is so bad. I have dyslexic fingers and uh, and fat fingers or something, I'm not sure, but. I don't hit the letters I want to. Yeah, I know what you mean. Here recently, I'd say in the last five years or so, I've I've started typing in letters that look similar to the letters that I'm that I'm wanting to type in, like an N for an H. And yeah. I, and I think, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think what the yeah, problem is. Your line of work, huh? <laughs> yeah. I think the problem is is that I'm thinking about something else. I've just gotten bored with typing, and you know, I've gotten to a certain speed on my typing, and. And I'm I'm not thinking about what I'm doing, and uh, but I find it interesting that I'm typing letters that look similar to the letters that I'm trying to type. Well, I do things like L's instead of S's and S's instead of L's, and, well, and I can't help you there. That might be a sign of insanity. I don't. That's that's just weird. Well, that's fine. You know? <laughs> it's people that are slightly insane that are more interesting anyway. That is so true. <laughs> my my ex-wife was very interesting, but. It's like the Chinese curse. <laughs> May you live in interesting times. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, uh, uh, I just, I can't type worth beans. If I take a job that re- requires typing, you know, they won't hire me. <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't do it if it was like uh, back whenever I first was learning how to type and everybody was using typewriters. That was before the... the uh, computer revolution or the personal computer revolution so it was all yeah i uh, remember that yeah it was always sitting there in typing class my mom thought it would be a good idea for me to take typing and and i thought yeah why the hell not i think it was um 10th grade that i took typing and i was in there with um 30 girls and one effeminate guy and i could get up to about 45 words per minute and he got up to around 80 but I didn't have oh, it, I didn't have his skinny fingers. Yeah, well, my my typing class that I took in high school was a riot. <laughs> oh, I had a blast with all those girls in there, and as as shy as I was, I still had a very good time. Oh well, in in my typing class, the uh, 
the teacher did not have control of the classroom. <laughs> that sounds good. And there wasn't a lot of typing going on. Oh, well, that's not so good. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen the world's largest spitwad yet, but somebody made one that covered the entire clock. Wow. That's, I think that's called paper mache. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> but you couldn't read the clock. That was an art, and, an art class. That wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't typing. <laughs> well, it was in the typing classroom. And, and the other thing was uh, that uh, uh, you didn't sit down until you looked at your chair and brushed it. Wow. Because if you got up, there was a tack on it. And uh, we even we even set one up for the teacher that way, and she sat on that thing, and she must have had a cast iron girdle because she just kept saying, "This chair feels funny." My goodness, I don't know how you guys contained yourselves. I don't know how anybody contained <laughs> themselves. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you, there wasn't a lot of typing going on. <laughs> well, but I mean, while she's sitting there doing that, I think there would have been an awful oh, lot oh, of oh. laughing. Well, we were trying not to. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Being able to contain that laughter. <laughs> See, yeah, the, it was tough. The neat thing, the, and actually, I need to check this. I was just going to say the neat thing these days. Of course, if it didn't get you permanently suspended from school for terroristic activities, <laughs> this if if there was a, a teacher that you know was cool about it. You would get to see these things on YouTube because the kids and the phones with the uh, you know the, the ability to record video. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, there, there's been a lot of that uh, nowadays, and there's been some teachers that have gotten into some hot water. Yeah, you know, and 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 I've done some teaching, and I'll tell you what, you know, it is hard to maintain control of a classroom. Yeah, without the threat of uh, paddling like they used to do with us when we were in junior high and high school. I had I had some some good ones that I used. One of them was called work. Worst class I had ever was a fifth and sixth grade class combined, and uh, uh, you know, four fights in a couple of months. You know, I mean, these guys were just out of control. They'd run the other teacher out of there. And uh, so the principal wasn't doing anything but giving them a five-minute lecture and all that stuff. So what I did is, is uh, I'd grab them by the scruff of the neck and separate them and march them someplace else, and I'd hand them weeding tools, you know, those kind of things you pop dandelions out of the ground with? Right. And a plastic bag and said, you're over there, you're over there, fill the bags during recess and lunch and all kinds of stuff. I want to tell you what, straighten them out pretty good. Oh, the sure. Worst offenders. Sure, boredom. The you know, worst offenders. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, everybody's having fun with them. <laughs> then the worst offenders, I, uh, I gave them uh, pages out of the dictionary to copy. They had to copy all the little squiggles and all the phonetics and all that stuff and uh, made them do that on their lunch breaks and recess and PE and all that stuff. And after I started doing that, I didn't have any more trouble with them. Well, that sounds a lot. I mean, that's, that says a lot about you because getting them to do that would be the hardest thing. Well, it's either that or they're expelled. You know, just say, hey, you don't do it. You're out of here. Go home. Tell your folks about it. See ya. Don't well, come pick you up. 
Yeah, whatever worked. I, I would have a hard time being being a teacher. Very hard time. I'm, a, I'm definitely a yeah. hands-on type of person. Well, I am too, but uh, I'll tell you, you know, you gotta, you, you gotta, uh, you gotta be tough with kids, or they'll run right over the top of you. Oh, of course. Especially, you know, in these classrooms you're having now, you know, with over thirty kids, uh, that's that's really tough. So, I just I just saw yeah. something here on UStream I've never seen before. It says that I've been recording for 180 minutes. And what do I want to do? And I didn't really read it. I just said continue recording. I wonder I wonder if I'm being charged. <laughs> I have no idea. You need to hang up? No. No, no. This is on Ustream, not on the phone. The the thing I'm using to send this the send out the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I thought we were living there. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, at any rate, why don't you uh PM me when you want to set up a podcast or something like that yeah. and uh yeah we probably need to get on the phone or something and, and and talk about it uh maybe we can talk about it prior to doing the the interview um i mean i could do it sure. live but uh, i thought probably what we would do is just record something um uh, sure. not online and then i would i would use it and play it during the show and maybe uh, you could be there to answer any questions that way and we could go through and perhaps have some cohesive thought uh, uh, going through it instead of the hodgepodge nature I have as far as asking questions and losing my train of thought and et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, maybe we can get on the phone and discuss it. And, um, the, you know, there's several aspects about your Jeep, uh, that, that, um, I find interesting, but I'm not too sure that, that you think they're as interesting as some, maybe something else would be. And it might be best for us to go in that direction instead. For all those of you that are still here or listening to the podcast, that is a what looks to be a really ugly picture of the business cards, the XJ Talk business cards. Um, unfortunately, I can't afford to buy them for you, but if you would like to um, order some, I can just be the go-between guy, and for no additional money, I think the total is around $18.30. You get 500 of these cards, and you can't really see it, but in the lower right-hand corner, is your uh, member name from XJ Talk, and uh, it makes it real simple to, uh, if you're talking to somebody about uh, uh, their Jeep or XJTalk.com, you just grab a card and hand it to them. And it's nothing I expect anybody to do. It's just something that uh, that I was able to uh, I did for myself, and then I've had several members that have um, ponied up the money to buy their own cards. Uh, Tony? Yes, sir. Uh, I'll let you go now. Uh, wife was reminding me that these are cell minutes, so, um, anyway, uh, just PM me and we'll set something up and, and we'll go from there. Excellent. Thank you a lot, Steve. Great interview. Okay. Happy New Year. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Okay. So, um, I may need to stop broadcasting here momentarily so that I can uh, continue recording the uh, the show. So I th- actually I'm going to go ahead and give that a try and see if that fixes I don't want to say the problem but I've hit uh, the the 180 minute limit for the recording and I really don't want to lose any of this. 
So stand by. I'm going to stop recording and then start right back up. It looks like it's not going to let me do it. So we'll just continue on. And uh, I think everybody understood this. I, I don't think I, I said, but uh, my plan was to keep the show going until midnight my time. And that's about uh, 34 minutes from now. And certainly if you got something better to do, uh, I understand uh, I'll be here if you need to go do something and come back. Um, I'll be here until midnight central time, like I said, about 34 minutes from now. What I'm going to do right now is I'm going to take a, a break. Uh, I'm going to play some music, and I'm going to go get me some more tea. So I think I can do all that in um, in one one song, but I'll, I'll uh, get two here uh, ready. Uh, just in case. So, yeah, these will be good ones right here. Um, blop, 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 blop. Well, I guess I could always loop it. But anyway, I'll just do it this way. Okay, here is, uh, I know Terrell was asking earlier, and um, you guys may be curious. The uh, This is emptiness. That's why I need the T. Emptiness by Alexander Blue.
Well, that was pretty cool. This song isn't even over yet. And I was able to go to the bathroom, uh, throw some more, uh, what do you call it? Dehydrated tea? Um, hang on. Good, I caught it in time. Uh, instant tea. I was able to throw another scoop of instant tea in my, my big glass and get back here and still made it back before the song was over. So, successful test. Sorry about breathing into the microphone. I need to get one of those little pop shields so I don't uh, don't hear it on there. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, they were telling me that, uh, I'm sorry, Blue Dragon James says, nice music, Tony. Um, <laughs> are you feeling all alone? It's you and three guests. Don't, for, don't forget, there's three guests. So, you know, who knows if they're actually listening, but uh, uh, they are there. So it's, there's always the potential. And I'm still recording the podcast, even though this, uh, the Ustream thing um, petered out on me after 180 minutes. Um, the, uh, the, bro- the podcast continues because that's, that's controlled by me. Yeah, I don't know if you, uh, if you have found all the little gizmos on the chat room, but there's a, it looks like a gear and then a, what looks like to be a person, well, kind of a stick figure, stick figure almost. If you click on that little thing that looks like a person, it opens up the, uh, the little side window that tells you who's, who's watching the show or listening. And uh, I see that I'm there, you're there, and then three guests. And I think what it is is most people on the East Coast have hit midnight and went to bed or their wife or somebody slapping them in the back of the head saying, get off the damn computer and come here and be with me or your family. I fixed the tea and I didn't get a drink. Let me get a drink quick. So how's the audio been on the phone calls? Are you able to hear everybody okay? Excellent. So um, I think I've got everything connected up the way I want to connect it up with the um, with Skype. And uh, actually the Skype I had not tested uh, until today. Wayne was the first time um, that I've that I've tested it. Speaking with Wayne earlier, that was the first time I've tested it. And I don't I don't think you were here when when Wayne was on, but you can you can hear that on the podcast. And uh, he said something about being on. Uh, calling in next Wednesday so he'll probably be on next Wednesday's show and hopefully um, Rini can be on there too and it'll be fun hearing them go back and forth Um, they're pretty good friends and I know that they've talked uh, between the two of them uh, on on several occasions so I think it is just really cool how we have uh, members from all over the world and um, friendships because of um, of the site I mean Gosh, what is that? 11,000, 12,000 miles? I guess I need to get on Google Map and see how far that is from, from Houston, Texas to uh, Christchurch, New Zealand. I sure do hate all the uh, all the uh, earthquakes and aftershocks they're having over there. It's just amazing since that 7.1 that they had um, that I've heard little or nothing about except through Wayne. It's just amazing how many aftershocks they've had. 
It is. Uh, we have a, a regular uh, a regular member that checks in from uh, Mongolia, and I don't know if you saw. I cannot remember his uh, his member name right now, but we actually had a member sign up from Japan, and uh, he has the most beautiful avatar of his Jeep Cherokee in front of a what are those? There, there's a, a tree over there that's very popular. Uh, kind of a pink, uh, pink leaves or flowers on it. Just absolutely gorgeous background, and it is just a wonderful shot of his his XJ and and what would be, in, at least in my mind, a very ori- oriental setting. Uh, and it being in Japan, I guess would be make it oriental. Um, but uh, what I was going to say is, he doesn't speak English. He speaks Japanese, and he was using uh, I think Google Translate to um, to post things up on the site. And uh, I'll tell you what, that's, that's some dedication, um, wanting to be on the, uh, get, on, get on the site bad enough where you'll spend time taking the post and converting them into uh, Jap- uh, Japanese. Just looking at my, uh, my, my phone beeped at me and just looking to see what's on here. It looks like it's just uh, the standard crap. Well, I think the the phone call in worked uh, pretty well, except whenever more than one person was trying to call in at a time. I forgot about the the call waiting. I probably um, I probably should have uh, disabled that. Of course, that's the neat neat thing about doing this stuff. You get, you get to learn about it. Did you want to try calling in again? Just waiting for James to respond. Let's see, I think I'll play some music. This is, I love this song. Trying to have it down a little low in the background. Uh, what phone is it? Um, James says it does. He says, no, nah, my phone still won't cut on. It does that randomly uh, where it will be off for a few hours, then works just fine. Wow, that sounds heat related. It's a LG Voyager. How's the music? Is that uh, too loud, too soft? Keeping in mind that I want to be heard. I was hoping you were talking about the phone. You know, a while ago, when I had, uh, I think it was Wayne on Skype, and then I got that other call. (laughs) I got that other, uh, James says, yeah, the phone out the window, not the music. Uh, When I got that other call on Skype, when Wayne was on, uh, it gave me the option of answering it. And now I'm wondering if maybe it wouldn't have acted like a conference call. Uh, That would have been really cool. I actually have the ability to have um, multiple people on uh, through Skype. It might get a little confusing for the the people that are uh, listening, but um, it could be nice from the standpoint of... uh, having large conversations 
I mean, you know, it's it's fun to try things out, and it's like the other night, last Wednesday, I had three uh, three guests, three call-in guests, and um, we had some technical issues, but, yeah, but, uh, yeah, James says, uh, get Jim thrown into the mix. Um, he would have to self-bleep self himself. You know, it's funny, too, because uh, Jim, James, uh, Jim says something about he uses uh, uh, F word normally in, in his conversation, and I don't recall being there at Sonic listening to a bunch of uh, blue language. So I'm not not so, not so sure how how true that is. You know, it really surprised me that um, that uh, I mean I just know Jim is this big nice guy. You know, somebody was giving me a hard time about this this being uh, technoid music. I like technoid. It, it sounds technical. I need to get some more pictures to... Yeah, well, that's this is the way it is with language. I mean, sometimes the emotion uh, gets the best of you. I had a good time with this picture. I had uh, several people that had never seen the original picture. Um, I, I don't know. It's the I think it's a Cherokee, but it's the one that came before this body style. I don't mean the, the 97. I mean the prior to 84. It was actually in this picture. And I don't know if it was real or not, but boy, there's just no way in hell. I mean, it's... You're not talking about the Jeep being damaged because you roll it. You're talking about you and anything else that's in it being damaged beyond repair. Yeah, that's an old picture of my Jeep too. That's um, that's. Uh, I guess I guess I got the winch last year at Christmas time. Yeah. So this was uh, this was a picture before that. So it's at least a year old. Well, you know, the, the song is really nice, and then they kind of go into the techno. It doesn't sound, to me, it doesn't sound techno when it starts. And then they, they kind of hit it. And, uh, I don't know. I didn't use it because, um, I didn't use it for the intro on the, uh, the site, uh, I mean on the show, because um, it has vocals in it. Uh, other than that, it, it's pretty cool. The um, the one I'm using, the I Pray from Seven B Z H, is um, has some some vocals in it, but it's like uh, two thirds um, two thirds music and like one third vocals. So I just took the that section of the vocals out, and I th actually I think this part this is the entire song. So you may be able to, may be able to hear the vocals in the back. This sounds a lot like a song that I've heard before, and and I can't can't place it.
So I took him, took him to the back door. And he was just so happy. He was going to get to go pee. He looks like he's been holding it for a while. So he's he's almost doing circles. We're going down the stairs and going out to the back door. Circles, circles, circles. I open the door and I can't get it open fast enough for him to get out. And he goes out there and he stands on the concrete pad, and all these fireworks and stuff are going off. And there's, uh, uh, you know, not flares, but like um, the stuff that they shoot up in the air that's bright, and all this stuff going off. And he stands there and I and I tell him, "It's okay, buddy. Go ahead." And he turns around and comes back in the house so I got a dog full of pee let's see trying to get the picture in the picture back up come here buddy He's not too happy. There you go, buddy. Now I can see you. I think I'm squeezing his pee. He's going to wish he went outside. Because it's just going to get worse, you know, whenever it gets to be midnight here, which is, uh, 11 minutes away. You know, I don't know if he was barking because he had to go outside. I mean, he was acting like it. But sometimes he'll come up and bark at you just because he's bored. I've tried to teach him to watch television, but, you know, no go. He'll watch, but he asks too much questions. It's hard for him to follow the plot. It's really funny. We got this. Uh, we got this dog um, from the pound for our girls, and um, he's with uh, Susie and I all the time. I mean, we don't mind it. It's just uh, not what we got the dog for. I mean, he he plays around with the girls a lot, but he he usually sleeps with us. been a real good dog i uh traditionally i don't like getting um dogs that are